This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. What's up, everyone? Welcome to The 20 Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Spider. Our show is brought to you by BeatSource, the music streaming service for DJs that play everything. BeatSource has got all the music you could need for any and every gig, along with expertly curated playlists, songs no other record pools have, custom edits, and so much more. Make sure you visit BeatSource.com for a free 30-day trial, or you want to bump it up to 60 days, use our code. That's what you get for being a loyal listener. Use our code, THE20, and you'll get 60 days. I even got a secret to maybe bump it up to 90 days. You want to hit me up. Uh, thank you to everybody that has been coming to my gigs, supporting the podcast, sending me messages, and just being amazing human beings. I appreciate you, all my beat sorcerers. As always, you can send me a direct message on my Instagram at DJ Spider, DJ S P I D E R. On there, you can link to all my other pages and download my mixes and support me in any way, any way you can. I appreciate it. You guys are the best. And now on to our guests, uh, guests with a plural. That is right. On today's show, we have two incredible DJs in their own right, but they have come together to create an amazing producer DJ duo. Their live show is something that all DJs would enjoy and their taste in music and production skills are impeccable. They were among the first producers to release trap mixes. I mean, some of the first people I had heard to put out any trap remixes and trap production uh, over 10 years ago. And they're still going strong. Their edit packs, you know, one that I got very recently, I played in the club two nights ago and it was absolutely killing it. So um, after this, go pick that up. This conversation was hilarious and it was eye-opening. I had so much fun. I'm super excited to share it with you guys. So please welcome to the show, Pat Drastic and Tom Rex of Thugly. We are here. It's the 20 Podcast. And we have got, all the way from Toronto, Thugly in the building. Give it up. What up? Yo. What up? That's right. That's right. Blood out. Blood out. In the house. Blood out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, baby. Uh, <laughs> what up, you guys? How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? Good to see you. I'm, d- I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Um, it's uh, for, I don't know when people will be listening to this in the future or the past, but it's January 2022. You know, we're good almost two years into this pandemic. Uh, yep. How's Toronto holding up right now? Uh, Not great. <laughs> and, uh, you, I heard uh, heard you guys are inside. Like, like Yeah, we're inside again. again. Yeah, pretty much. Like, retail stores are open, but like, I think 25% right. capacity. And then uh, no indoor dining, uh, no clubs, no uh, restaurants, no, clubs, no, no rest- events, yeah, none of that. Yeah, all no all sporting events, no theaters. Yeah, yeah, nothing. And it's We're like min- minus twenty two Fahrenheit here, so it makes it even yeah. so Yo, much that's- funner. That's nuts. Like, that's what we were just talking about a minute ago. Was, there was, like, a Buffalo yeah. Bills game, and they're they're packed. Like, you could see, when they were zoomed way out, you could see the breath of everybody the steam, on the field. Yeah. Like, it was yeah, a cartoon. Yeah. It looked like special effects. My son was like, we were looking up stats, like, what's the coldest football game ever in history? And, like, I know you guys are right. You were saying right by Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. So, we're same really weather. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah Tor- Toronto, like, claims the buffalo bills as their nfl team yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah that's so funny i never thought yeah. about that yeah. i guess that makes sense yeah we got Why the cfl you, but 
No one cares. Right. That doesn't about count. It. No. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Are there Way any different. NFL teams in Canada? Like how no, the Raptors no. are? Never. No. 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 That's we'll, we'll, one day why. we'll maybe we'll take over the Bills though or something. I know people in <laughs> Buffalo could be really mad about hearing that. <laughs> I don't know if that I don't know if that could ever happen. I, I think, think every person from Buffalo would come and like yeah. kill you. We, we got we got we got more people here though, you know. So <laughs> put up true. a good fight. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You guys, they you guys are more hardcore. You guys have the New York, I guess, NYC vibe going there. But Buffalo, sort of, yeah. I don't know. It's a way of life. They're. It's true. It's true. We we know a lot of Buffalo Bills fans here as well. Oh, for sure. Diehards. They they wouldn't even want that. I don't think. No. No. They rather take the two hour drive. You know. Yeah. Any Buffalo Bills fans I know are like crazy, (laughs) like beyond for it. My dad's from Buffalo actually, but he's not like sports fan at all. So okay, I knew nothing of the Buffalo Bills growing up. (laughs) Just Buffalo and the coldness. Right, Um, Right. But. Yeah, one day. Oh my god, that's yeah, that's crazy. So, so it makes sense with your guys' weather that if people go out and do things, they're going to be inside. They're going to be getting each yeah. other sick. So, yeah, and I think here, action. right, and here people yeah. have just sort of given up. I think I don't really know what's going on here. It's kind of yeah. strange. It's just seems like, like the rest of the world has, but. Well, that must be weird for you guys, too, because one year ago we were all inside and we had nowhere to, you know, but we were like, who's on Twitch, you know? Yeah. And nobody was anywhere. You'd look at videos from any country and pretty much everybody was inside. Now it's like you guys are inside and we're like in Texas, Uh, like going insane or Florida, (laughs) like having the biggest party I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. there's so many people that are just going to taking trips to Florida and Tulum or whatever. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. My Instagram yeah, feed is just like an ad for Mexico right now. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Mexico. Let's go Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds great. It yeah. does sound all right. You got to yeah. escape. Like, that was someone I know yeah. from Norway, and he hit me, and he's like, yo, Norway just shut down. I'm in Barbados. Can you link me with DJ Puffy? I was like, yeah, I got oh, wow. And then they sent me a picture like, we're at dinner. Life is That's good. Dope. I'm like, oh, oh shit, your, your whole country shut down in the freezing cold. So yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. Escape. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so sorry you guys are dealing with that. I mean, over here, it's weird, though, because like I went to DJ in Boston on Friday and came yeah. back thinking, like, am I going to get my wife and kids sick? What am I doing? I'm testing. Right. You know, like I woke up today basically like I got COVID for sure because like I felt all hot, like shit was all fucked up and. I don't know if it was, you know, and so I did one test, and then I'm taking my temperature, and I got like 99 points something. I'm like, okay, that's it. I got COVID, and then I did it again. I'm Shit. negative, and I'm like, I think I'm good, but I think it's just like a mind game. Of, it is. Uh, always. Like, but even like before COVID, when you're traveling, especially if you're like, you know, yeah. you would do it sometimes, we're like flying East Coast right. to West Coast and then back the next day. That takes a lot out of you, you know, like even just right. being on the plane and, you know, like... Exactly. Chances are That's you what will I think come it back was. sick, whether it's COVID yeah. or not. You know, <laughs> right? But nowadays, everyone's freaking you out. Every DM, exactly. like, "Oh, you're in that club. You're getting COVID right now." I'm like, "Stop oh saying my God. that to me." Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to pay for things, with my family to eat. Like, <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, I'm going to Texas tomorrow, so that's uh, good luck. Be true test <laughs> of the vaccine. I think. Uh, yeah, for I sure. Got, I got two vaccines and a booster, so I'm like, let's see how this holds up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Um, 
Yeah. So life is crazy. Oh my God. You guys yeah. are shut down. Well, I did see that. Um, and now it makes a little more sense that you were telling me that you share a studio with these guys, but I saw you guys did a new year's Eve stream that looked, yeah. I mean, with some absolute legends, uh, in the game, some of my favorite people, favorite DJs. Um, and it just looked like the definition of like good vibes, good people, dope music, sure. dope DJing, fun times. Um, can you tell us more about that and how that came about and, and what that was, what that was all about? Well, it's, uh, even before the lockdown, Toronto did a thing with like clubs where, um, this is so weird because I played a club like solo, like without a thugly gig, but yeah. basically they did a last call at 10 PM and all the clubs what? and bars had to close at 11. So on New Year's Eve. On New Year's yeah. Eve. So people were doing countdowns outside. at like 9 p.m. and stuff. Like, oh, this is our that fake is... countdown, the unofficial official countdown. This is the at L.A. Like... one. Or no, yeah. you're on a different time. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so, so we were weird. celebrating like, yeah, like Greenland's like <laughs> timeland or something. Or Iceland's like, ti- like, like New Year's. Connected Eve. Finland, baby. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. And, and and like everyone's gigs got canceled and so we were just like no. let's let's do like a pop-up stream and just surprise everyone and just like make it happen. So yeah, it was uh us Scratch Bastard, uh Headspin and our homie ESP and there was a couple people here in the studio and it was just a good friends vibes. Friends came through, yeah. just hung out. And, yeah, it was good vibes. A couple of drinks fun. and yeah. homies and that's a good way to celebrate the new year's like you know it's always kind of hectic even with gigs like i know more often than not you're never with anyone you know you're solo yeah. or, right. or maybe just him and i somewhere and yeah um you know we're celebrating with people we've never met before and yeah. it's a bit exactly. of a weird thing you know it's kind of city strange. we've never in been a, to yeah something <laughs> yeah so it's kind of cool just to like do something with your friends and i don't know we had like good food and just kind of kicked it it was, it was fun yeah it looks like it I feel like for the most part, too, like New Year's Eve is always like the money bag, like chase for every right, DJ. Yeah, like, it. where can I get like the, the best like deal or, you know, the best gig? Yeah, it's never about who I'm celebrating with. It's more about like where yeah. what's more lu- lucrative on this day. Yeah, yeah. true. I'm so, strictly about the money on New Year's Eve because <laughs> yeah, like, you might as well. Mostly everyone you know, is. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, I mean, we had no I choice. <laughs> Right, right. Well, yeah. still look look like a fun thing to do. But I know it New great. Year's. It, it was weird this year trying to negotiate for New Year's because I got offered a few things and I'm like, no, I usually get paid more. Like I'm gonna hold yeah. out, and then all of a sudden there was just nothing, and I'm like, oh yeah. shit, did I say no to the wrong? You know, ended <laughs> yeah. up with some. I got a gig I think two nights before, like on the 29th oh, wow. in the afternoon or some shit. Like Final I get hour. called from my boy, like, do you know anybody that could DJ? And I'm like. What is it? He tells me, I'm like, I'll do that. He's like, what? You're not DJing? I'm like, yo, I I haven't done anything. So it ended up being like, it cosmically all came together. It was like a great night. I got to hang out with people I know and like, and we were in some dope house in Hollywood. Oh, dope. That's fun. These people had, uh, I don't know. I guess the new thing I've noticed with DJing, so, I mean, since last summer, I feel like this has been the thing. Like anything from a wedding to, to like, private events to to new year's and other stuff people are doing shrooms like all the time at this point which never didn't seem like a social party thing to me as much and like it definitely changes your djing perspective you know because 
I don't know. You know what I mean? When you're DJing to like alcohol people, you know, kind of like their vibe and they're getting yeah, hyped up. Rowdy like, and shit. Yeah, it's like way different. You show up at this party and there's just big things of chocolate strewn everywhere or plates of them and people don't know how much to eat or not too. And yeah, so they're just eating them like thing. crazy. And then you just start oh, seeing man. their eyeballs like <laughs> turn huge and they're coming up to you like, I love you, or like, can you play this? Or, we need to get really deep and dark, bro. Like deep. House. Can you move this setup outside so we could be in the forest? Yeah, like, oh my I want to see the stars. I was, it was so entertaining. Like these people, like I could see them getting so into it. So I'm like, all right, I got to get deeper and deeper into some weird shit. Like, what would I want to hear? You know, it's, yeah. that's when you bring out the. You bring out the Mark Farina mushroom jazz. <laughs> right. <laughs> I looked out the window. Like, they had ordered so many pizzas. And, like, these two dudes out the window, like, that were, I could see them out the window, were, like, obviously they had eaten a lot of it. And they were, like, <laughs> doing that thing where you're, like, on a mission. Like, I don't know what they were doing, but they were, like, getting the pizza boxes and putting them together and taking the pizza. And they were, like, taking each piece of pizza and putting it up to those heaters, you know, that they have at restaurants yeah, yeah, yeah. that have, like, the fire around it. And they'd be, like, up there, like, cooking them, like, and, like, looking at each other, like, that's right, you're doing it. <laughs> like, trying to DJ watching these dudes, like, wow, so that's amazing. amazing. Like, I kind of wish I was doing what they are doing, but I have to, like, keep it sober to be DJing. This, this party sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, my God, it was incredible. Like, that's you know. so good. The only thing was at the end was – trying to help like the dude like everyone leaves and like then he this one person's there he's just like how do you how do you turn this off like the heater and i'm like, like, and I'm like how do you turn know. the pizza oven off <laughs> i'm like i'm not like a restaurant tour man like i don't know how to do this. i'm out here trying to turn everything off i'm like closing up shop and then i will say i mean you know like he goes the dude's like Hey, bro, I have a three-legged cat. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I got a three-legged cat, and I got to give him an injection every night or he dies. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, shit, do you need help? Like, I, what do we do? Are you going to be able to do this? He's like, I just can't find the injection. And so I'm, like, searching through all these medicines, trying to find a cat injection. And finally, like, we do it, and he, like, saves the cat's life. And then he starts just telling me about how, like, you got it. Once you dedicate, once you're dedicated to something, you're dedicated for your life. And I was like, you're right, man. That's life. Like, you dedicate to that three-legged cat. You give that injection. and That's the dedication you make. So I'm just like, it's 4.30 in the fucking morning, January 1st, and I'm just like trying to turn off heaters and inject three-legged cats, and this I end up amazing. just fucking leaving my mixer on the dude's chair. Like, I get home, and I'm just like, that was the craziest night ever. Then I'm like, where's my mixer? And I'm like, fuck, because I brought my S11. I figured, whatever, like the rental dude didn't have the S11. And I'm like, I'll just bring it under my shoulder. Who cares? And then, of course, I leave it there. And then, like, uh. it took a week, like... I kept hitting the people. I'm like, does anyone know where this dude is? He's just like gone. And I'm just hoping he's not dead. I'm like, maybe he gave himself the shot. I don't know what happened. He just like, kept eating mushrooms for the Yeah, the like just gone for a week. And then finally, wow. like I get hit up and I get my mixer back. And I'm like, that was incredible. So I was, was going to say, I, ho I hope you got paid uh, before the cat injections. You know? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Got paid. Uh, that part was good. Worst case, I could have bought the new mixer, but <laughs> got my okay, mixer okay, back. Okay. <laughs> and um but it's crazy dude and some of these shroom things like they're i mean this, it's gonna be like as 
legal and professional, I think, as weed because oh, for sure, it's they on got. Its way. I didn't even realize like they have strains. Like they had QR codes. You click it and you read the strain. You're oh, eating wow. like an African wow. type that gives you more musical things with seeing. And like I had never even. I didn't know it was even like that. You know. Wow. And then they have these. That's cool. These the artwork and it's like eat one to two for micro and like three to four for like this and eight to nine for a shamanic experience or some wow. weird. Wow shit so it's kind of noticed like that though like yeah back in the day I mean, we like it, you know we would pop like a gram or two or something like in right. high school not knowing like what's what that's gonna do you know and you just be well, like you're, you're 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 gone you know so if you know you can take <laughs> yeah. like a little bit microdose see how you feel go from there you know it's all well, down to thing. like a there was no micro dose when we no, were there back wasn't then. like nobody there wasn't had at all. thought of that like for some reason no. it was either like you're about to all do in. all this and you hope yeah. you don't have the worst night of your life it, it, exactly and, or like you know now <laughs> people are like i just take a little bite of a chocolate and it's the most fun ever i'm like no it didn't yeah. used to be like that uh, we used to have to, to eat more crazy <laughs> shit. i used yeah. to be talking to frogs in a riverbed what do you come on <laughs> But it's so, funny, yeah. like we 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 didn't think about that back then, you know. Like, no, it's, it makes perfect sense. But we were just perfect like, no, sense. yeah, you got to eat all of them, or nothing's yeah. gonna work, you know. But it's funny as a DJ because you're like, okay, I know how to DJ to high people off smoking. I know how to DJ off drunk people or coked yeah. out people, even. Yeah, but like, yeah. the shroom people is a different world. Like yeah, I've learned, whole, like yeah. <laughs> I've gotten way more into this. I guess deep house, what you call it or whatever it is. Right. Cause that seems to be right. the thing that gets them going, you know, but Burning then funny Man enough, vibes. I played Motown. I put on like a Motown set and I've never seen people get so euphoric, like off Motown. They were singing every word, like having, wow. it was like bringing back this like Amazing. memory for them or something. And so yeah. that was kind of dope to like do a whole Motown set and just see people react like, cause maybe <laughs> something's going on, you know, <laughs> behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah. That's but. dope. Yeah, so I remember the first time I ever did mushrooms, I uh, I listened to Dilla Donuts, oh, and there's wow. like and there's so much like stereo, like an audio design kind of going like left and right, and then I started scratching over it. I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever done in my <laughs> life. I want to do this forever. Just scratch over donuts forever for the rest of my life. And That's then a yeah, great first experience. It was a it was yeah. the best first experience. Mine didn't yeah. go like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a bad trip or something. <laughs> the first time I ever did them, I was at like a club, uh, like in Quebec, because like oh, we, yeah, we both grew up good. in 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 Ottawa, and Quebec is basically right there, and you can be eighteen to go to clubs there. So we would usually just like okay. cross into Quebec and right like, go drink there or whatever. But we ended up doing it at this random party at a club. And we were leaving as they were kicking in because we were like, yo, we can't be here. This is too right. intense. And as we, and this is dead of the winter, like really, really cold. We're waiting for a cab and a guy runs by us uh, with no shirt on and no shoes. And we're like, did that, is this, did that happen? Is that happening? And, and then mind. we see a car pull up and screech to a halt. The guy jumped in the back window. The back window was open. Like he supermaned into the window and, and it peeled the car peeled off it. And then we see like 30 dudes running after the car. Like, and this was like right as they're kicking in, first time ever. And I'm oh just like, Oh my God. You're like a Jean Claude Van Damme action movie or yeah, something. Yeah, we're in the middle, just blood like in, standing there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh my that was, God. That was a, a nice little first, first. That's the thing. You can't, into it. 
like that's everybody's trying to do it at these parties and i think the one thing is that it's a very awkward thing if you don't know people oh, yeah. around yeah, like yeah. or no one else like, around you is on them because they right, can't or you know no, you can yeah. at least you can feel like the same wavelength as someone yeah you, you can know, feel that if, wavelength and be like yeah. we both feel weird but like yeah i know like i went to it's a team sport i went to a party like yes sir yes sir basically their 40th birthday and they had these plates out and like they're like we want everyone to do it and i don't know hardly any of her friends or anything and so i yeah. come in i'm like all right let's boop pop this in my mouth see what happens Next thing you know, like I'm having the most awkward conversations with everybody <laughs> because it's like normally I'd be like, hey, how you been? But like, it's just yeah. so weird, you know, and like, yeah. so just definitely makes you realize you want to be with your friends so you can be exactly cracking up or listening to music you like yeah. or something. For sure. Every time I've done yeah. it, like in a setting like that, I've left immediately. Like at yeah. a bar or something, it was like, yo, I'm out. No. Like, you I need be to either to be dolo or like with other friends that are doing this. And if no one yeah. else is, like, bad idea, I'm going home. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll see if that becomes the new party uh, thing yeah. <laughs> for people. <laughs> yeah. I, could, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like, weddings, a bunch of weddings I've done too, because it seems like a lot really? of my gigs get canceled, but I've still been doing weddings and like, yeah, I was like, damn, you guys are going hard in these <laughs> in these streets. One of them, I was in Mexico, and we were, like, in a fucking jungle, like, in the middle of nowhere. Like, wow. we'd driven so far, and then they just, it was actually incredible. Like, I didn't get to do it, but watching them do it and just being able yeah. to DJ to them in this setting, I was like, That's this dope. is cool. Like, I wish yeah. I could just be at the party with them. Grandma's eating the fat cat and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three legged cats. <laughs> oh my god, three legged cats. Like that yeah, that was we like could a all movie. learn from, I, the, I was in a <laughs> from that guy and his three legged cat. I mean once you commit you dude, commit. Yeah. You commit. Yeah. Dedicate sure yourself. The heaters get turned off and the cats get injected and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're good. We all had a wild uh, New Year's, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I went from I, I had already resigned myself to like I'm not DJing. Like fuck it, I'm just gonna like have a chill New Year's, like hang with my family. Because the year before I didn't DJ because it was super height of the pandemic, and I had right. thank God gotten this virtual DJ gig that was very interesting too. Like it was me and this guy Sean Kantrowitz who does. Um, well, me, him, and Steve Wonder started this thing called the Questions Hip Hop. That was like right, a yeah, of course, hip hop sure. trivia. I yeah. kind of hadn't done as much with it for a while. Him and Steve were doing it, but Sean's right. really like has been the writer and really the brain behind you know doing all that. And right, we got hit up to do both of that for a New Year's gig. They were like, "Will you do these segments and like I DJ and then he That's asks." Cool hip-hop trivia to the crowd so yeah it seemed cool but then you know how as, as things go like more and more people get involved with how it gets planned out so then they were yeah. like can you dj a five minute set i'm like i don't think a five minute set like i literally can't fit in three songs so i would try to just do the fastest set of my life that he would ask like two questions and then we I'm like, thank God we're getting paid for this, but it was very, I don't know how well it went over. And then I just ended up hanging up in Big Sur with my family while it broadcasted. And uh, that was actually one of the best New Year's gigs ever because I got to do nothing, pre-record. So this year I thought, okay. Yeah, I couldn't even watch myself. The service was so bad. I was like trying to tune in. Uh. I'm like, I couldn't even, (laughs) we had no internet. Um, But yeah, so this year I thought, but you know, ended up. You never know. Life is unpredictable, which is indeed. 
Yeah, us too. We're show. great. We're we're grateful for our New Year's. It was it was it was yeah. awesome. And you yeah. can check it out still on Scratch Bastards uh, Twitch channel website. Oh, yeah. website. Can yeah. you check? Or he has the VIP Grillin Club right. or whatever. Top right? Grillin. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Top Grillin. Yeah. Top Grillin. Subscribe to that. Yeah. Subscribe. Support that man. Yeah, support that man for sure. His I mean, energy's contagious. Those, dude, conta- That's the thing. Just the yeah. clips you guys posted from the New Year's. The best because uh, yeah. it looks so it's much hard fun. not to have fun. Yeah. Everything you guys were doing was super dope, DJ wise, like that. But Scratch Bastard, every single clip is coming in doing some ridiculous shit yeah. with like a massive <laughs> keyboard or like singing yeah. something or balloons or something on his head. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's just the fucking best. Dude. He's like, man, and we went for five hours and he just like. He's just on the whole time. You know what I mean? Like I've seen him do Twitch. From, I don't know how long. Maybe it could have been eleven hours, like one day. Like I kept oh, for yeah. sure him back yeah, in. Like is this it. guy still on? Like, yeah. but yeah. but he has the same Incredible. energy the whole way I through. Know. Yeah. You know, like hour five, he's just as hype as you know the first twenty minutes. I mean, it's I told crazy. him years ago, like that. I just feel like he. If there ever was a president of DJing, like I would oh, vote yeah. for him. I would be like one hundred percent. Are the top like I would just I need you to be the representative. Yeah, you know if sure. anyone can look at DJing and be like, what's it all about? There you go. He's just look at that guy. example. Yeah, right? no doubt. He's got we, every we always angle claim. covered. You know, yeah. like he's so knowledgeable yeah. about music. He's a record collector. He's, uh, you know, well, technically well versed. He's good with you know talking on the mic he's yeah uh, he's just like so well-rounded you could play all different types of music and and the best part is he's just having the best time and conveys it so well yeah, you know like i know you watch him and you're like like craze always says like he's the only one who's allowed to smile when dj you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so true yeah his smile just, is the best too so yeah, it's like yeah. part of it but for sure. That's, that's amazing. Well, dope. That's so cool. You guys share the studio with him and you got to do yeah. the, the New Year's gig and all yeah. that. I hope it opens back up because it seemed like you guys were doing stuff for a minute. I mean, it's like six yeah. months, eight months ago. I saw you guys doing, I mean, residencies every Thursday at what? That EFS place and doing all types of stuff, right? And doing yeah. drive-in things. And it seemed like Toronto was really out there yeah. i mean the vaccines really seem like they were gonna let us do a lot of shit and now it's kind of like yep. maybe not there's a lot of dope new clubs that gain momentum too and then yeah. now it, it kind of put like a i don't know just like a shutdown on everything yeah, that was like, like kind of crush the momentum yeah sure. crushing yeah, momentum you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. Right. yeah we're just yeah trying to stay positive you know it's it, it will be back soon enough it just sucks because we were really back full swing like the yeah. clubs were packed and the energy yeah. was there. People were uh, right. like open and excited and a lot of cool things what are were the, starting to um, happen. Right. What are the positive parts, I guess, of having to stay in? You know, like were there any good things about working on music or doing streams or connecting with people or family? Or were there any things kind of positive that came out, I guess, of having to stay inside and do stuff? I mean, initially, maybe like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a homebody. I'm a homebody. So I'm kind of used to just being home solo and like yeah. working from home anyway. And right. um, it just kind of I'm I'm more upset about it just because we were, you know, kind of back into full swing. You know, money was wow. was back and and the gigs right. were back. We were all having fun and and kind of motivated, inspired. And now it's. You know, we're it's it's tough to keep inspired when you're like, you know, we're making music 
uh, and busy doing that, but we have nowhere to play it. You know, it's right. Uh, you're like, Ugh. I know. Yeah. Well, do you it's guys stream like because I know you, I saw you on that stream and I've seen you do a few other ones. Like I think I saw you on the HMC headliner stream yeah. and uh, maybe a Serato stream unless I'm tripping. Yeah. No, yeah, um, we did we did Serato one, we did like a Fool's Gold one, and right. Um, we we do a few here and there, but it was. But uh, ever do you do it yourself? Like, yo, it's our channel. No, or? not really. Like, we have a channel, but uh, throughout like a good portion of the pandemic, I was doing every Friday with Headspin, and I would right. just kind of go to yeah, go I saw to you on there. Crib. Yeah, yeah, the dim yes. sum thing and stuff. Yeah, he was doing that, and then we did like uh, I don't even remember the name of what we were. <laughs> We were, we would basically Mike just Juice. meet up. Yeah, Mike Juice, Mike Juice. Sorry, Mike I can't Juice. believe oh, yeah. I forgot that. But we would just show <laughs> up to Hadley's and drink. And both of us are kind of like a little bit introverted. So like talking on the mic was difficult. And with Twitch, I mean, right. you really have to engage with your chat. And so we would have drinks to kind of loosen up and, and be able to talk on the mic. So we're like, we'll call it Mike Juice. Just <laughs> how, we need, how, who's bringing yeah, the mic, mic juice, juice this week? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And all that was fun, but... Uh, we never really like did any on a regular basis. You and I, I don't right. think. Yeah. yeah. As we what should. What about like a, pr- a product? Like I know there's DJ streams. What about? But I have seen a lot of successful production streams. Have you True. ever thought about like doing Bauer that? And, yeah, um, Bauer. I mean, yeah, Bauer's is great. Kenny Beats, of course, is oh, like yeah, the Kenny's candidate. is great. Yeah, um, yeah, Kenny's really is great set to the watch. Blueprint. You know, I mean, all the beat battle stuff was really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Would you guys ever do anything like that? I mean, I think it would be cool to see your creative process because you guys are so you're so ingrained in the DJ culture and you come from the real deal, you know, hip hop, DJing and scratching and all that. But you're also amazing producers and your remixes are loved by all of us DJs and other people, you know, producers out there. So I think you have a unique um, sound, you know, so it'd be cool to see how you guys produce kind of using your DJ brain into the stuff. And I feel like people would have questions for you and stuff like that. Have you, you've yeah, never done right. a stream like that? No, we've never done it, but, uh, like we've, we've talked about maybe doing something like that or at least watch. even, even without streaming, like just documenting a bit more of our process. Cause we're pretty right. like closed off when it comes to that and not really on purpose yeah. just we, we just you know i mean because you guys put out those edit packs that are so amazing every time i i have to like stop myself from playing every single one like what i'm out i'm like oh this one's dope this one's dope this one's dope i'm like okay i can't play every thugly edit in a row or but you sure can like, if you want yeah, yeah, yeah go can. ahead dude. go okay. ahead <laughs> i am now thugly they're stuck inside toronto yeah exactly someone's got to play them for us someone's got to play them yeah yeah Okay. All right. You gave me more confidence in it, but, but you know, like, could there, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I lost my train of thought trying to pretend no, I was to, you guys, but <laughs> yeah, to do more, to do more like production streams and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I would sure. watch, um, Oh, that's what I was going to say was the edit packs are so good. It could be cool to watch you guys do the edit pack live, you know, like, figure out all the edits and then put it out, you know, and have, have it be like a whole process or something. Yeah, and no like doubt. even the, the, the crowd or the audience could help you guys be like, Oh, you should remix this one. Or, you know, I don't know. It could be an right, interactive right, right, type right. of type yeah, of thing, but I know idea, it's hard. Actually. I, it would be cool. I think, I mean, I'd I, down, yeah. I've wanted to do more things too, where I'm just making DJ edits or showing what I'm doing when I'm not DJing, but yeah. I actually haven't brought myself to do it either. So <laughs> I right. totally understand. I, I think we're like, 
like, I don't know, me, me personally, anyway, always like kind of worried of like, oh, I don't want everyone to see us suck, <laughs> you know? Cause like I know. half of the battle of making these things, like it just takes time. You know what I mean? It's not like right. you're going to watch for an hour and it's just going to be all magic, you know? But in the same sense, like That's we're, kind of mom- the, we, we have those moments that are just like, you know, and, and right. it'd be nice to capture them, you know? So yeah, we just yeah. got to get out and of And then you could always edit it later. No and doubt. Put it on yeah. YouTube. Yeah, no doubt. You're right. You're right. Because yeah, really, right. who, especially if it's a live stream and you don't save it, who cares? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But like, right. whoever's just, watching, just just me and Pat arguing over a kick for like. I mean, that's what that's what I, that's what I'm worried about. That, that would be a be hilarious like, recap. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, stop using the vengeance one, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too much sausage fattener. <laughs> that's the entire recap is just you yeah, guys like arguing yeah. over the kick <laughs> I would it's possible that. that that's what ha- that's what would happen though yeah you know? well that would be cool i think i think that could be because the djing thing is dope but i want to get back on twitch and i want to not just do dj shit you know like yeah, i was going right. to do one or maybe i was reviewing 20 songs that came out that week or you know right. different shit oh, that's cool like a different idea just, yeah well, because this podcast is called the Twenty Podcast, right, and we used right. to talk about the songs 20, that came right? out. Yeah, yeah. so right, so right. Uh, Kid Spin from Beat Source makes the Twenty, which is twenty new songs of all genres right. that comes out yeah. every week, and it shows up if you have Beat Source, it shows up in your in right. your Serato, and you can instantly play it and go through it. So I used to play them, and we would go over it like, "Oh, that's dope." Oh, this, you know, whatever, and I would play this here. But copyright laws sort of killed that part of the podcast. Right. But I was thinking you could do that on Twitch. That could be a fun thing to do. And then maybe do yeah. make DJ edits or do something where you work with the community to do something. So no, it's a great cool idea, actually. To see yeah. DJs. Because a lot of DJs are just doing the same shit, which is great. True. But it's it gets repetitive after it's a while. It's like 100%. I, I don't keep up as much on Twitch as we once were when there was like, cause obviously there yeah, was a big boom same. in the beginning of the pandemic, but yeah. like are, are, are people still really, aside from maybe like Zach and Paul and uh, Bastard, like are, are people yeah. still streaming? Like, or like, I know a lot yeah. of people kind of just moved, went back into the club and never really kept right. doing it. Like, yeah, I think I there's know. a good amount of people. And then yeah. also since a lot of things kind of, fell apart the past couple months a lot of people are back on right that and i think a lot of people are just like this is part of my life now i mean i had uh you know dj magic mike on last week and you know he's like miami based pioneer you know and legend he's like i'll never stop this is my this is my life now it's like a source of income this is my crew this is my my community so i think depends how deep you got in it and um, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's yeah, still true. a good community on there. And it seems like the producer community has been growing and is still growing. Cause like, right. like that guy, Monty Booker got on or L oh, Dre true. or like yeah. all these dope new producers that I follow on Twitter and Instagram. And then I've seen them get on and it's wow, right. like the support that they are getting probably from the same people that are the Kenny beats, um, yeah. viewers and stuff. Yeah. is incredible you know even they yeah. seem shocked like holy shit this is nuts and then they're That's coming dope. up with crazy ideas and and doing different things so um yeah i noticed a lot more producers are getting on and utilizing it and um and djs so yeah it's still still going i don't know what will happen dope. with the copyright stuff after a right. while but right yeah. yeah there was always that question like uh, is right you know are they gonna put the kibosh on it like what's happening right but i think it's Seems worth like it's just going. doing it and not worrying about it and then if that happens True. you adjust just like anything else like that's happened exactly. to yeah. us 
I saw a tweet today, and they were saying 15 years ago today, um, Don Cannon and DJ Drama were arrested, and it was oh, showing that raid, them that big raid. in jail with handcuffs on, which is hilarious because, like, what are you handcuffing them for? Like they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna bust out and make like a mixtape right in front yeah, of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. It's not like they're murderers <laughs> and you're tying their hands together. You but you their hands are what got the MP3s together. You yeah, know, like exactly. <laughs> like you just put little John over this gangsta grills. What the hell? So um, amazing. We got a message. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this. I deleted it, but we got a message in our DMs the other day. Some guy like upset about remixes like oh, he's yeah. like i love all I your remixes it. but how do you get away with this You're, you guys are stealing people's oh materials i was like what but but, but you like them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you like them Call yeah the i mean i know people are yeah people are weird yeah. um yeah. <laughs> with stuff they don't totally understand i guess exactly um, yeah. so you know, sorry, I know we've just kind of gone through a lot of random topics before I even got into the history <laughs> of good. you guys and Thugly, but it's been fun to catch up and yeah, uh, we're catching up. discuss ma- many things. Um, and also, before we started, like, we were figuring out where we all met, you know, and, like, yeah. I mean, we met over, before you guys were Thugly, I think, right? Yeah. I had met yeah. each of you. I think you. so. I don't, uh, know if, I don't know if you and I had met before Thugly. I'm not sure. Right. Maybe I just knew your name from like yeah we things. like we knew each other through mutual friends and stuff I think but right yeah. but and, and you guys Pat pa, pa was Pat was the last official member of the A team which was uh, yes which was right. like the Canadian like <laughs> like DJ All Stars basically and it was I mean, DJ it definitely DJ was. Illo uh, Junior Flow from Keys and Crates right Headspin DJ Pump you hello team canada and team canada grand theft and dr1 yeah that's a crazy so it, it was group, a crazy man. crew yeah look what yeah. they're all doing now like that's nuts yeah everyone's yeah. got their own little thing going it's great yeah i love it you yeah. fucking canadians man what the hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> somehow it's cool, man. you guys are running the world it, musically <laughs> it's a cool tight-knit community we got like the yeah, dj community up here it's like it's amazing it's nice. It's yeah. small. Everyone knows one another. From like left coast to right coast, east to right? west. Yeah. Yeah. Just from Vancouver to Toronto alone. And then everywhere in between, there's so many amazing DJs, as yeah. well as just music producers, rappers, like. For dope, sure. For sure. I mean, singers, everything. You know, it's not even just dope DJs. I mean, in Toronto, I'm like, I don't know how many DJs we've had on from Toronto that are like my favorite DJs. So I remember you crazy. saying that you're like, we have to sift through all the Toronto. Yeah, I th- There's so many. I have to like stop do Cause I'm like, Oh, they're from Toronto. It's too soon. Yeah. We just had a Toronto it's gonna be a 20, 20 podcasts with just yeah. all Toronto DJs. Yeah. 20 Toronto DJs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Top 20. Um, that's, yeah. you that's just incredible. had Kirk, Kirk on here the other day too, right? Or yep. the, last, last week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had four corners like yeah. two weeks ago. Um, and that's how I found out about the Toronto shutdown and him DJing yeah. to Raptors games that were empty and yeah, empty Raptors games. We went to one right before right. everything shut the down. The last one, I think. Really? The last one of like a full arena. Yeah. We went to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. That's nuts, man. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. Well, yeah. Dope, uh, dope to have you guys on. And so, so you guys, you know, come from the real DJ world, you know what I mean? And, and battling. And I know both of you guys were individually in D 
DMCs, Red Bull Three Style, like a lot of those kind of battles. Um, yeah, yeah. How did that all start? Like, I guess you know, where did both of your inspirations to even become DJs start from? And then, how did you guys meet and link up and become friends? Um, we both grew up in Ottawa, so like it's the capital of Canada. Okay. It's about four hours north of Toronto. Um, and we both grew up skateboarding. We kind of met, we lived in the same neighborhood and kind of met through skateboarding and skateboarding sort of brought us to DJing, uh, just through like skate videos and stuff. I think we saw, well, I was kind of interested in it before seeing this, but seeing the Zyork mixtape video with Rock Rada, I was like, okay, I want to do that. I want to like make (laughs) beats with two records kind of things. So I got into kind of like the beat juggling and and the turntablist end of things before even wanting to learn how to mix. So I think both of our interests kind of lied there first before even wanting to like DJ and clubs. So we were just trying to figure that out. And then of course, when you kind of do the one thing you can do to kind of like show people is go and enter a battle. So that kind of started the whole battling thing. And from there, it just kind of snowballed into other avenues from like starting to make beats and uh, you know, playing clubs, things like that. Yeah, right. for me it was like DJ listening to DJ Premier songs and trying oh, yeah. to figure out how he was doing those cut courses and I'm like I need to learn how to do yeah. that. And then I met some like uh kid on like a Yahoo like underground hip hop like chat right. <laughs> and he's like y- you should use Acid 2.0 and it was like okay, what is this thing? And then I started building beats just with like doing like drum loops over like a sample. And then I was like, all right, now I'm missing like the scratch element. I got to figure this part out. And then when I was skateboarding, uh, Pat's like two years older than me. So I always looked up to him in the, in the skate scene. Cause he was always like better than me, older, you know, the cool older guy yeah. at the skate, skate park kind of. So I kind of befriended him and his friend who had a setup and it was like, it was, it was like a setup put together through like like secondhand like it was like uh, we just we couldn't afford anything yeah so it was like you know one turntable that we got in like the penny saver like yeah. it, we found yeah. in the newspaper a guy selling like a. it was like the techniques with like the rotary pitch i forget the it was before yeah. the 1200 or whatever yeah um, oh wow and the vestax yeah. 03 yeah we had the, yeah we we each bought an 03 Classic. i remember yeah. and then we and then we bought like a, a a terrible like newmark one for like 500 dollars um, and then we would have like joint custody of them. We yeah. would like, split, like, okay, like I get the turntables this week and, and you get them next week. And, That's amazing. And then was, yeah. And then me, I was always like, Hey, so what are you guys doing after skateboarding? Are we going to go, you know, cut up some records? Like, yeah. I was just like trying to, trying yeah. to, you know, like be friends. You didn't have to convince us. We were like, yes, let's, yeah, yeah. We were, let's go do that. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of, and it snowballed into like just. Well, you, when we kind of roped you in, you had money saved. He's, Tom's always been very frugal with money and I was saving up and he had money saved. And and then at the time I was doing quality. Yeah. yeah, And at the time I was doing uh, like a co-op position from in high school at a record store and someone had brought in a pair to sell like used or whatever on the bolt and put it on the bulletin board. And I remember freaking out and calling you. I'm like, you have to come get these right now someone's going to buy them if you don't do it and like convince right. you to take out all your savings. I, 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 had, a, I, had, a env- <laughs> I had an envelope on, like pinned to my wall and I would always put dollar bills in the envelope and the envelope had 
uh, like turntables with a mixer printed on it. Like I, wow. I, I made it, I stapled it. I'm like, this money is going to be interesting. I can picture it. was a it, vision. Like, yeah. So when he called me, I'm, I'm like, mom, start the car. Let's <laughs> fucking go. And she's like, this envelope is ready. Yeah. And my mom, like Polish immigrant mom, she's like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to spend this money? And I'm just like, yo, let's go. What are you waiting for, mom? They're, someone's going to buy them. And he's on the other line like, you better come quick, man. They're going, they're going. <laughs> Meanwhile, no one was buying them. He was no just like, you got to get here as fast yeah, as you can. Right. So then I, then we secured the 12s. He then brought, it switched up. Then I was... Then everyone was you. coming over to my, yeah, like, my I'm spot coming over, I'm coming over. after yeah. skateboarding, and then we were just cutting it up. And then it just kind of snowballed. And That's like, where it all started. Yeah. It all started there, yeah. yeah. And I remember That's even, great. like, these guys were trying to uh, make the fader and the Vestax 03, uh, like, more smooth. So they would put, like, WD-40 right. in it. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> Bad idea, kids. Don't yeah. do that. Same. Yeah. I would do that shit, too, and it'd become all scratchy, like didn't work. Yeah, every, yeah. It would bleed. Every time. It'd be like, tch, tch. The only yeah. advantage was that, like you said, I was obsessed with the DJ Premier scratch choruses, too, and how did he make yeah. those sounds, and how did he do it? And so, and some of the early ones, he'd have that weird staticky bad thing on it. Yeah, and you'd hear the Sometimes like, the, the WD-40 thing would do I'm like, wait, maybe I'm doing the right thing. But really, it was just <laughs> probably a coincidence that he also had a, you know, dirty-ass yeah. fader or was using, yeah. like, the cut. But, it, but that totally added to everything, to hear yes. that little, like, yeah. that bleed a little totally. bit. You know, it was yeah, even on dope. old rap records, like, hearing, like, like, static on certain records yeah. were just, like, it's flavor. Yeah, I know. We did a we did a edit a remix of uh, Mighty Healthy Ghostface recently, and we were we yeah. were, we found the original sample, and we're like, it's just like the one they sampled in the actual song is just so gritty and has all that like static. It just yeah. changes the whole vibe. So we ended up choosing to go with like the dirty like Ghostface killer right like, sample instead of like the the OG they sampled or whatever. So right, it's like, like you those, sampled those, the sampled one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it just, just adds to it. It just adds to it that grittiness sometimes, that analog grittiness, you know. Yeah. Totally. Especially in this digital world we're living in, and then soon <laughs> we'll be playing gigs in a metaverse or some fucking right, wild exactly. shit. Yeah. So even like gigs won't be analog anymore. You know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> You're like, I'm yeah. playing vinyl in the metaverse. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what yeah. Scratch Basta does, if you think about it. You know, he's, in, yeah, yeah, he's no inside of a digital Twitch metaverse type thing with For all sure. the records behind him and, and totally. playing analog, you know, into the digital. And, and that can be streamed into those metaverse or Oculus or I messed wow. around. And yeah. I was watching him and some people on Oculus on Twitch and just to see what it would look like. And it was nuts because you can put it into like this big mode where it's everywhere you could put in this wraparound mode. Oh, and I'm oh, like shit. looking around like he's huge, he's DJing and then I can like comment and still do things with my it's crazy hands. That's cool. Like we were messing with the Oculus down here last night actually. That's a couple crazy, of DJ right? homies brought one over. Yeah. yeah. I want to get that so. do you have that DJ app, the Tribe app where you actually can DJ like No. I'm going to get that one. It's I guess there's an app that they 100% replicate Pioneer, CDJs, mixers, everything. So you're in the app and you you load your own music onto it and the screen. Everything works just like in real life and you just DJ in the in the Oculus in the world, Crazy. I guess. I haven't messed Futures. with it yet, but the 
future. It's the future. <laughs> future. Are you guys in? Have you guys messed with any of that? Uh, are you, like, have you had any thoughts of releasing music as an NFT or doing any kind of metaverse things? Or <sighs> we've had yeah, conversations, but talked yeah, about it a bit. No, uh, no plan yet. Yeah. No, we're right. still kind of like. I mean, I'm. I you know I I understand it, but I'm. Uh, I haven't really dove into any of it yet. And I know we have a lot of friends that are kind of getting, you know, a bit more familiar and, and yeah. interested in it. And I'm just kind of waiting for them to fill me in. <laughs> <laughs> good plan. Good plan. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people are trying to rush into it, which, yeah, for sure. you know, it's good. It's in its infancy. So. But exactly. Yeah. I think that yeah. there's a lot of like that FOMO of like, you're going to miss everything. And it's like, yeah. okay, I don't know about that. You know, like people yeah. are, can figure it out and you can get in when you feel comfortable the way it seems it's now is like you this is going to be a thing you know that's in for the long haul and yeah. right now it's really in its infancy you know we're, yeah. we're just kind of like seeing the beginning of it and i think eventually you know we'll all kind of have a bit more of a grasp on it but for yeah. the time being I, I don't think there's any rush it's not going anywhere you yeah. know right yeah, everybody's trying to act like they know everything that's going to happen or, you know, like, this yeah. is yeah. it. I mean, it's like you really can't predict it. Um, it is super no. interesting and cool, and I do see it as it something is. that will will be part of it, but they need to figure out how it will work. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think right now it's figuring out in a unique way to do it, too, especially yeah. when it yeah. comes to, like, music and stuff. It's, you know, you got to kind of think a little bit outside the box and find a cool way to present it and... Yeah, so yeah. I think down the line, that's totally going to be an option. But for now, we'll wait right. till we figure it out a little bit more and, and see what yeah. happens. But, yeah. So um, so you guys growing up uh, in Ottawa and skating and having your cut sessions after school and, and yeah. saving up for the turntables. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, Rock Raid, a big inspiration. And I'm sure some of the other people you yeah. looked up to in, around there. Uh, who were some sure. other inspirations for you guys that you looked up to? And, and, you know, obviously DJ Premier and stuff like that. But who were some other people that you looked up to and tried to imitate and emulate? I think, like, the Crazes and A-Tracks, for sure. Yeah. Those two were, like, you know, we just, once we jumped into the battle world, we were, like, fully immersed. It was, like, you know, that... This was like just like tunnel vision. So we were trying right. to watch like everyone who was dope. And at the time also, like not to super date ourselves, but um, you know, we'd have to like buy an ITF VHS and it would cost right. like eighty dollars shipped from like, I don't know, Turntable <laughs> oh Lab God. or something. You know, yeah, it was like right. Matt so we were and we were like young and rather put eighty dollars towards records and um and at the time I think like like videos were starting to emerge on online like this is pre-youtube and stuff but like real player yeah like and like dj <laughs> oh, yeah. battle.net and like some of these other sites would have stuff and you would like load a video and then go out for like five hours and come back and get three <laughs> minutes loaded and <laughs> hope your mom didn't use the phone while it was oh <laughs> downloading I and you know that. like yeah. yeah so there was a lot of like yeah i think just trying to find anything battle oriented at the time but definitely like the heavy hitters from from back then that are still killing it today uh yeah. but yeah the crazes a tracks for sure those two were in in and and like all the x-men to pickles they were right. like big 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 influences for sure yeah. yeah what were some of the battles that you guys entered i know dmc three style probably some other yeah. ones IT, um, we didn't we did me and you did an itf one Right, um, ITF. I used to go to all the yeah. ITF 
yeah, uh, we did I was one living in, uh, up by the Bay Area. I would go. Yeah, we did one in the Bay actually. Yeah. Uh, really? We at, we did like a, a team. Hall. <laughs> yeah, it was I actually. I, I probably was in the audience it, watching. Wow. You, you might have. Because I would go. Yeah. I would buy tickets to every single one. I would go to Maritime yeah. Hall. I live yeah, like was forty-five the, was minutes away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a big skate spot too. Actually, the stairs in the front of that place is like a famous. It's right there where the freeway is, and like that hill down. I mean, I went. The shows I saw at that place. I remember I saw like. Goody Mob, Outcast, wow. De La Soul, like all the same night. Like there was like a Goody Mob, wow. Outcast, De La Soul, and another legendary group with probably like Qbert opening or something. Yeah. I would just oh. see the most incredible shows, Souls of Mischief, all that. But ITF would happen all the time, and I would go right. and just stand and watch every. So I swear I probably watched you guys. It might have <laughs> been actually. Which is nuts. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we um, would do like we did the one ITF I think, and then. You know, like our local DMC, which like, yeah. you know, soon turned into like getting to nationals and and then eventually world finals. We can right. both me and him competed yeah, in like the, the team competition in the world final. And OK, um, I did uh, the head to head representing Canada and then also like the six minute one representing Canada one year. And yeah, so we were like, you know, big into that. And then are right. you the only Canadian that did all three? Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, you should put Unless that on dope, your resume. Dopey might yeah. have. I'm not sure about Dopey, but <laughs> Dopey maybe. Yeah. I might be. I might be. I don't know. And you yeah, won, right? Like you won the national for three yeah. style and DMC. I won. Yeah, DMC. Uh, yeah, I won all three of the DMC nationals oh. and then the Red Bull three Crazy. style as well. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so I dope. hadn't competed in a really long time when three style kind of came about, but. Uh, I got asked to judge right. one of the first ones before it went on like a, a world level because it started in Canada, and then yeah. it was kind of like uh, maybe I should try and do this and right. decided to enter and yeah I went from there and did well yeah it was, it was a good experience for sure that's yeah. dope and um, do you have any oh was there any like crazy controversial stuff that happened at the battles or any just insane stories or him, him, the, that went the down. funny thing is him and bastard were like arch arch nemesis in the <laughs> dmc amazing. in the dmc times on, on, so. on the stage not obviously yeah no no we course. were boys at, it, like yeah, yeah in the green room yeah. it's you know the friendly canadians just saying yeah. Yeah. thank you and thank you and sorry the whole time but, <laughs> but 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 on stage it was just like it was on you know what I mean? yeah there was a right. time like like mid 2000s we were both competing and kind of like at our peak as as far as like the the competitions were concerned yeah um so you know i would win one he would win one and i remember one year i i beat him at like uh the dmc head-to-heads and i got kind of like really confident and a little bit cocky and i was like i'm gonna go down to scribble jam and try and take him out at scribble jam that was like my goal because that was like his little universe. And I ended up going right. down to Scribble Jam and he wiped me out first round. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that more of his though. universe? You mean, because Scribble Jam was like also a freestyle battle rap uh, right. thing, right? Right. Well, he had already won, uh, uh, I think like oh, two okay. or three years at this point already. Okay. So, so they it was knew kind of, he was. He was yeah, the yeah. He was, he was the man there, you know? So I was kind of like, let me go down there, see if I could, you know? <laughs> Take away his out. title. Didn't yeah. work. <laughs> and you're like, I got you. <laughs> 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 <All right. laughs> no, no. Perfect time. First round. <laughs> We're going down. Yeah, um, first round went out. Crazy. 
Um, so so going, yeah, of course. No, I know. Yeah. Uh, that's the yeah. beauty of DJing and hip hop and competition and all this. That's we it. all love each other. Yeah. We have this utmost respect for each other. 100%. And the competition is just there to help us get better and have more fun. Yeah, no you know, that's it. Like. That's it. Totally. And and Toronto too. Toronto has this like grit about it that it's 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 always like competitive. Competitive. Yeah. It was called, it used right. to be called the screw face capital. So it's like everyone just kind of really? had a yeah. had a bit of a an edge People to them looking at you with that screw yeah. face. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. It's yeah. it's a lot better now, but that's but before it was like, yeah, like who you know, who who's the hell are you? Yeah, yeah, who's this guy? I used Let's to see come, what he's got. I used Funny. to come from Ottawa to compete cuz all the big kind of battles were going down in Toronto. Yeah. And I would come and win something and they everyone would be pretty butthurt like who's this kid from ottawa what the hell yeah. you know like right i'd be like bye i'm going back home now yeah. <laughs> but yeah there's there's always this like mentality here though that was very like yeah very I'm, competitive. I'm, i moved here in like 2003 and i remember like the first couple of years here i like uh I was I was down with this uh, b boy crew, Drunken Monks, and because people would see me with these guys all the time, I had like b boys in the middle of the street come up to me and be like, "You want to throw down and like try to battle me and shit?" <laughs> I'm just like, "Yo, this is this is next level, like in Toronto." You know what I mean? And these guys will wow. These guys will freestyle battle you, dance battle you, whatever element you you know. They're gonna come out and come after you. You know what I mean? But times have changed. Times but. have changed. Yeah, but. Yeah. No more no more battling in the crosswalk now. No, just, yeah, no more <laughs> dance battle in the crosswalk. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a step up type movie. Oh, it was for sure. Yeah. It's like they're still like, doing Omarion in these streets. Yeah. They still have kids. Now they have kids. There's like walking yeah. them to preschool, like, yo, what's up, dog? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> About to do Too the good. fucking Pop lock to your face before my yeah. kid goes into the kids are just room. like, oh, dad, not again. <laughs> Amazing. That's hilarious. Um, well, so and then so how did so so the transition from being DJs, I mean, being a battle DJ, I feel like you're you're so technical and you're so into the sounds of every little sound. It really plays into what a producer does. Cause like you said before, you're arguing over a kick drum. A lot of people that listen to music, I don't even think understand that there's a difference between kick drums. You know what I mean? No, and we're over right. here freaking out about every little thing. And I think a battle DJ, especially is somebody that pays so much attention to stuff. And so that's probably why you guys, you know, have so much attention to detail in your production. Like how did the transition into being a producer, I, I, I know you said the Yahoo forum of the kid telling you to get acid uh, 2.0, yeah, but um, yeah. from there, like, did you guys just keep working on stuff and just kind of go, okay, making beats is like part of the deal of being a DJ and this is what we yeah, want to do. Like in high school, I, I had like a rap group and so I, yeah. I was fortunate enough to like kind of figure out what goes into making something like that from right. like studio, studio sessions to... Uh, recording on different mics to uh, how to put the product out, how to get the f CD manufacturer. Then I was like, you're making records in high school, which is yeah, crazy. Like, and you're and, on it. Yeah, early. That's nuts. And I was a jack of all trades too. So I would Photoshop and figure out how to do the cover and the insert and how to get wow. the vinyl pressed up. So like that kind of taught me in a, at an early age, how to 
obviously mistakes were made, but it taught me at a very early age what goes into making a record. And, um, and it was a good lesson for me. And while this was going on, I, I started, I guess, doing less of the battle stuff and Pat was still deep in it with the Red Bull three style stuff. And, uh, so I just, yeah, I just continued like making rap records and, um, producing for like different Toronto artists and, uh, Canadian rap artists. And, uh, once Pat kind of, I guess, put his glove, what, what do you call it? Like retired, retired, <laughs> put his gloves up or whatever. Hung up yeah, the belt. The, hung, hung up, up the belt. The yeah. Hung, hung up, up the gloves or whatever. And, uh, yeah, he was already like editing mixtapes and and editing like edits for his battles and already producing without kind of even knowing he's producing. Yeah. And yeah. every time I would I would come visit him in Ottawa from Toronto, I would come and we would just sit there and we would come up with so many crazy ideas and so many different beats and it just kind of stacked up over the years and then once he kind of did the Red Bull three stop thing, we were like, yo, we have so many ideas and so many things like we need to take this, yeah. this kind of kind of to the next level. You know what I mean? And start putting right. this stuff out because yeah. it's just collecting dust on all these hard drives and stuff. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of how Thugly kind of started to form. Good. Yeah. Well, we were making right. we, we got into kind of like the tr- whole trap, like beat you stuff. Were the f- some of the first really early on I heard yeah. to remix songs in a trap way i guess right. I don't know. you know what i mean like it was like how yeah. flostradamus you exactly. guys like a few people were putting yeah. out these tracks where it was like damn they just took a trap beat and put it over this like it Pretty seems much, like yeah. something that would be obvious especially yeah. now right but yeah, it was yeah. mind-blowing yeah. at the time especially sure. the djs because we were like oh shit i maybe don't like playing this song but now i love playing the song like this yeah, and it has right. crazy bass and I can scratch yeah. over it. I can do routine with it now. And, right. Um, I mean, because you guys produce individually, too. I mean, I have your yeah. song. I have your guys' edits and songs that are not thugly, you know, that are just right. um, Tom Rex and Pat Drastic, you know, edits. But, like, that's, um, yeah, you were some of the first people that I heard doing that. I mean, in a way, right. the pioneers of trap. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, we were, we were kind of making, you know, even pre-trap, we were jokingly taking like a dance music song like we, we i remember we took like right alice dj better off alone and we put like double time drums under it and we were like this right. sounds banging but it you know we couldn't play this out no one's gonna really mess with this and then right when flaw we were we, we both know flosterdamas from time uh yeah. we like i booked them to play in ottawa i used to do a party uh, that was originally the Jokers of the Scenes party in Ottawa. They're from Ottawa. Oh, yeah. And me and my homie Iggy took over the party when they moved to Toronto. And we were bringing in, like, you know, we brought Kate Trinata early on, Ryan Hemsworth, wow. Arab Music, uh, Bauer, all these kind of people. Flosterdamas, too. But uh, And we heard Floss, you know, put out their first, I think it was, like, the, the original Dawn one or whatever. And we were yeah. like, hey, like, we've been making stuff like this. Yeah this is a thing right. like it's yeah. it's happening we were like oh this is like you know and so i remember we sent them a bunch of our early records and they were loving them and you put so them on yeah. some mixtapes they stuff. put it on like their first like band mixtape which was like all these kind of new trap artists and yeah there was like right. a, i think at the time it felt like there was only like a dozen of us that kind of all had the same i similar ideas yeah and kind of got in at the ground level and then yeah it snowballed like 
pretty fast. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, we at this point, I mean, like you were saying, you were you were already producing pretty heavily, and that was my opportunity. Again, I was very familiar with using you know Acid and Soundforge and the beginning of Ableton, but that's kind of when right. I dove in headfirst into the production and was. You know, the battle stuff was a bit behind me. Still playing clubs a lot, but it, I was really deep into, you know, wanting to learn how to produce. And Yeah. yeah. I was on, I remember Soundforge. That was my shit. Yeah, that was our, that, like, Acid. And, like, because he got put on the Acid, then he put me onto yeah. it. And that's where I was doing all my mixtapes early on. And We should make it clear that Acid is a, is a <laughs> yeah, compu- yeah, computer not, software, kids. Going it's off not. the beginning Mushrooms of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Then they're on acid, and then they're on shrooms, and that's yeah. how you produce, bro. Um, These guys are really psychedelic. Kids, what? Check this out, kids. Um, yeah, so <laughs> eat this. Yeah, um, no, no, I totally. But what about now? Are you guys on Ableton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ableton. Okay. yeah. strictly, strictly Ableton. Yeah, for the um, most part, yeah. And what about um, like for your live shows? I know that like you guys do a four turntable thing when you do thugly live which is cool to see because a lot of people just kind of make it easy and just do the two things and share the headphones and be like for sure Uh, which nothing wrong with that but uh i love that you guys keep it you know the true school way you know that every sound guy's worst nightmare though yes of course (laughs) like they're like oh really like just take up so much real estate and and, you know, in the odd time, we'll do, like, turntable mixer, turntable mixer, do instant doubles. Right. But we like having the option of having those extra channels to, like, you know, have an acapella over a mix or, right. or you know, to do, I don't know. It just gives you that extra arm, you know? And so yeah, we like having the extra arm. Yeah, yeah and sure. just being comfortable. It's, it's like a, just a different feeling. Like, I mean, how important thing. it is yeah. to you guys, yeah, to be on gear that you're comfortable with. It's, uh, like, it. 100% have to have like our gear, you know, like, yeah. yeah, we don't mind like, you know, getting used to CDJs and stuff like that. But if you want us at right. our peak performance, you're going to want us on, you know, on yeah. Pioneer S9s or S11s and, and 1200s exactly. or Pioneers, you know, it'll be worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I think I'm using tomorrow. They said they have the CDJ 3000s. Uh, oh, the new ones. The S- yeah. S11 tomorrow. So that'll be fun. I don't think I've actually DJed on that exact setup yet. Uh, And I'm going to try to do HID mode. We'll see. See how it goes. Okay. Getting getting technical. But yeah. Yeah, We had a 3000. Update that firmware. We had a 3000 in the studio for a bit. I think Bastard brought one down. Oh, yeah. Right. Update the the firmware of the the 3000, right? Yeah. Right. I know it's my only worry is like is my operating system about to fuck up? Tomorrow? I know whenever whenever <laughs> I, I hook in a, a new setup, it's that it's just like, like yeah, here's do we, we go right. upgrade he now. Just What's hit gonna me. Happen? He's like, is this a, is this cool? I'm like, I think so. I mean, I would hate to that. <laughs> we'll find 11 out. 59 p.m. Be like, it's not working, dude. Like, I don't Oops. know. Oops. So, yeah. I don't know if I need. I'm on Mojave's. So I don't know if I need to update to Catalina okay. or something. We'll see. We'll see what happens yeah. tomorrow night. Right. Mojave. Yeah, you're a bit back. You're a bit back now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I'm it always still- shows me this thing on the screen, like update firmware, and I tried it, and it was like, no, your thing is too old. I'm like, fuck. But it's worked before. We'll we'll see what happens. The CDJ 3000s just- are pretty dope, though, for scratching and all that. It feels pretty mm-hmm. right. Pretty yeah. similar. But same, I never feel as good as when I'm on, like, you know, turntables and an S. And now with phase and stuff, it's, you know, you know, it's been a while since we've done, like, a big festival set and stuff. But that's a huge game changer when it comes to stuff like that, you know? Like, there's a bit of a safety net there, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And um and so you guys have toured extensively, you know, as Thugly and gone to all kinds of crazy places in the world. Um and um what are some of the like most memorable tours you've been on or maybe the most memorable people you've toured with? Um that kind of world um we've had some cool ones we did like we did like a, a north america one with keys and crates it was like our fr- yeah. and gladiator from la it was like our first big like kind yeah. of bus tour across the country and oh wow it's exciting to you know wake up every day in like a different place and not knowing where you are and it's the first yeah. time i understood like You'd see like I don't know like Ozzy or someone come out at a show and be like Cleveland. They're like he's in Chicago, you know. Yeah. You're like oh how do you God, not know totally. that? But it's like no, you kind of don't know where you're at. Sometimes you wake up and yeah. kind of days. So what city and, am I in? Because right? you're traveling yeah, you overnight and you don't really know where you're at, and everything becomes such a blur. And it's true. Uh, so, but that was a really fun one, and and we're, we're friends with all those guys before we went on tour. So it was yeah. kind of dope that special, we got yeah. set up to you know, to be with all our homies and stuff. So that was great. Right. Um, we did want, we did a, a run of shows in Alaska oh, with, this is with fun, Waka yeah. Flocka. Yeah. Oh my God. That's <laughs> that amazing. That was, uh, that was such Waka a bizarre Flocka, one. Alaska, thuggy, yeah. you know. Yeah. He's an awesome guy to tour with. Yeah. yeah. He was great. Such really a nice seems awesome. like it. Yeah, yeah. It's like amazing. We crashed a girl's bachelorette party. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. after one, <laughs> after one of the nights, he was just like, yo, come with me. We're taking over this booth. Yeah. And oh, it was what? a girl's bachelorette. <laughs> and it was just funny just watching Waka Flocka because he's a big dude. Just like crashes right. girl's bachelorette party. And they're all excited because they weren't right. expecting they were Waka Flocka to come into the club in Anchorage, you know, and uh, just crash their, <laughs> their party. It was such a random wow. tour, yeah, but yeah. it was so much fun. He was great. Yeah. We did one across Canada with Bun B too. That oh, was another amazing. legend. Yeah. Um, he's an amazing person. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. We, we've been oh, kind of, yeah. we've lucked out touring with like really incredible people like that, you know, yeah. we, we weren't sure how we would get along and we ended up, you know, having like just the best time yeah. with them. And There's always that like, you know, people say never meet your, heroes, meet your heroes or whatever. Yeah, we've been lucky. Right. But we've been lucky, yeah, yeah. yeah we've had, we've good had some heroes. really good experience. Good heroes, yeah. 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 A lot right. of like crazy random runs like you know touring's hectic it's you know i remember we did like australia new zealand and you're just on so delirious on no sleep and flying every day and yeah we didn't realize how big australia was yeah <laughs> oh my god Mass. Yeah. That's some, right. from yeah. perth to like i mean it's like canada it's like flying to from sydney yeah. one end to the other you know yeah and, it was wild yeah, yeah that wow. was a great tour yeah australia really was fun one. for yeah. sure yeah, shout out some, to the aussies there's been some cool ones for sure yeah did you ever have any like nightmare things happen or just crazy stories <laughs> yeah yeah definitely uh, sure yeah <laughs> on the well on the keys at crates one like there was a lot of uh you know because you're on a bus you have yeah. to like use the bathroom at walmart and shit you know like it's know. grim you know like just things like that <laughs> like you know, there was definitely some instance like of you know emergency pullovers in the bush and stuff like things like that. You're like, I, why? Why am I doing this? Like, where am I? Like, what's going on? Yeah, you know, right. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's tour life. It's random. I remember I remember we, I remember we played a gig right before that tour with A Track, and I was like, yo, A Track. 
uh, I'm going on my first bus tour. Like, what should I, what should I look out for? And he's like, the pooping, man, the pooping. Just <laughs> if you're on a bus, you can't poop on the bus. Remember, he I said was like, wet wipes. He's like, make sure you have lots of wet wipes. Yeah, like, I was wet like, wipes. okay, all right, so. cool, man. Sure. I was like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think this was going to be an issue, and he was definitely right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the number one thing anybody talks it's about. It's the number like two thing. Oh, there we go. Okay, that's true. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, no, but for sure, it's, it was a sneeze. <laughs> that's a, you know the that's a main vibes? one. <laughs> <laughs> now the pooping vibes. Yeah, no, when I went on that Blink-182 tour, they were like, there were so many fucking buses. They are like, you're on the number eight bus. I'm like, all right. And they're like, I get on. They're like, whatever you do, don't shit on the bus. I was <laughs> yeah. like, okay, like, are you going to yeah. murder me? And they're like, yes, we will kill you. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's okay. It, And I found out later, it's like, you could totally just shit on the bus, but it's the bus driver that has to, like, clean out the tank yeah. or whatever. That's why he's like, don't right. shit on the bus because I have to. And it just it. smells you know in the bus, I guess. A I lot. got. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. And, and our bus driver, I wouldn't mess with. Yeah, him. no, he his was name's not. Wheels. Yeah, that his, was his name. Like, <laughs> but like not a nickname. Wow. Like his yes. last name was Wheeler, Wheeler, and he drove a bus oh. for a living. It's yeah. amazing. So it's <laughs> classic. And he looked like he stabbed a couple dudes yeah, in the neck. Looks, so you don't want to mess with him. Nice yeah. guy, but. Definitely don't want to like, shit on his bus. Don't no. shit on his bus. No. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it was the first thing. Like, we're like, hi, nice to meet everyone. Don't shit on the bus. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh okay. God. Yeah. Oh, God, what yeah. do we do? You know, I'm pretty sure I have IBS. It was a struggle for me, man. <laughs> like, like I haven't been diagnosed or anything, but like, I definitely like, I'm always worried and thinking about like, where can I go? Like, I need, like, a plan. I need an escape plan. You know what I mean? And being on the bus is just so unpredictable. It's like, God, like, it was tough, man. It was really tough yeah. to navigate. Yeah. Oh, no, you're in the middle stories of nowhere. from Thugly. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, and, well, the other thing was bathing. I didn't realize it would be such oh, a big yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing. That was where the wet wipes came in handy. You have yeah. to find like, somewhere to take a shower. Which is yeah. like the hardest yeah. thing. And we'd be doing these amphitheater shows, so everything was outside. So uh, they'd be like, everyone showers oh, in this little yeah. shack that was just like like a little like wooden thing on the outside. I'm like, what's happening here? Like it's <laughs> cold water, and like yeah. you know. Plus we were people always are like, crazy trying to like play tricks yeah. on you and shit. So like you right, really don't true. want like I don't know, I'm with all the guitar techs and shit, and they're already yeah. trying to make yeah. me look stupid and do crazy things. So it's like, <laughs> I'm not trying to be naked, you know, and then yeah. they're like yeah, yeah, yeah. ripping the, the thing missing. down and like stabbing my knees or I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> happening. Like <laughs> It's the closest thing to a prison shower for yeah, yeah. <laughs> We were always like super some... hyped when we'd show up to a venue and there'd be a shower or, or like laundry. That was always like, oh my God, if there's laundry at, at oh the venue... God. You're like, yeah. I, I got dibs. Everyone's like, you know, have to wait and their turn and stuff. And yeah, yeah it was, yeah, yeah. That, the, the, the whole like bathroom laundry. situation oh God, in general, man. you know, was, was yeah. hectic to navigate. It's funny because people, people don't looking, realize. No, no, no one realizes. No, yeah. No. People looking from the outside in are like, oh, these guys are touring the world looking at it. And we're yeah. like, like, we're not sightseeing. We're, we're trying to find where we could poop. You're like I've been wearing the same pants for three weeks now. Like, yeah, we ain't sightseeing right now. We're yeah. we're in New Orleans trying to find like a place, a porta potty somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, oh man, oh my yeah. God, I know. Yeah. We'd always get like a 
a shower room. But that was always like there would be one for the bus driver and then one for us. But it was always like, you know, it's tough between like, you know, you show up. I think there's a 12 of us total or something. Yeah. So, you know, you guys, you know, I know you do a lot of like clubs yourself, you know, as as your own DJ, you know, names as well as Thugly. And, you know, I mean, it's so incredible that honestly producing music and DJing has taken you around the world. Like you're saying, you've gone to all these places, New Zealand, Australia, you know, like Alaska with Waka Flaga, like just crazy stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what uh, and then also something I actually didn't mention is that you guys got invited to playlist retreat, which is sort of like the gold standard of things to get invited to as as DJs. <laughs> um, yeah. What was that like? I mean, how was that? Just incredible. It was amazing. That yeah. was crazy. We yeah. went to the first two actually. So wow. going into the first one, we you know no one really knew what to expect. I think even the people involved. I think even Jeff himself didn't really know yeah. how to you know. But uh, it was more. It was a little smaller, more intimate. smaller for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, incredible experience, really eye opening. Uh, you know, you're working alongside, obviously, some of your heroes, and then also people you've never even heard of that are just incredibly talented. Everyone yeah. there uh, is so excited to be there, regardless of like what you've accomplished in your career or not egos right. kind of get checked at the door and i remember the first either first or second year z trip saying um jeff is not only one of the best at mixing records but the best at mixing people like it mm -hmm. seemed like everyone there he strategically picked knowing they're gonna get along and, yeah. and work hard and and be able to share and create and inspire and yeah i mean it was incredible experience super honored to have been a part of it you know yeah. just amazing so dope yeah nice um and then just on some uh you know kind of dj brain type stuff do you guys have any special things you do with your music organization like within your serato or any kind of tips sometimes people come on here and have yeah. all these amazing genius things sometimes people are just unorganized but do you guys I do anything specific for your library I remember you talking to XL about this, I think. He was, I mean, he yeah. still has this one of the most listened to episodes, I think, because right. of that. People go back and yeah. they tell each other about it. I remember that, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know if we're both kind of different, maybe, in our organization. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm I'm very, like, uh, genre-oriented. Uh, okay. And then uh, I kind of, like, break down each crate into, like, uh, a best of like, mm. so all the ones that are like within that genre that I'm for sure going to play out. And then within that, I kind of do a uh, warm up and prime time. So okay. I can kind of like go into the ones that I know I'm going to play in the club that are going to be the best to warm it up and the best to kind of like go ham. And then I also have right. some that are just like, you know, obviously like I have one that's full of all my routines and yeah. they're color coordinated. So when I'm going through, oh, let's idea. say, just like a regular set or whatever, I'll see like, you know, a purple whatever. And then I'm like, oh, that goes with like a bunch of stuff. So then I go into my routine folder, find all the purple and kind of run through that little section. So it just gives oh, me dope. that kind of reminder when I'm going through, you know, a, a different crate. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a little thing with this. Let me go yeah. into yeah. that. And so that kind nice. of helps me. But uh that is I good. don't know about you, but yeah, I, I use that color coordinated thing too when it comes to like 
songs all, all these this chunk of songs goes go together, together. Yeah. or like oh, i have a little good. routine with it and then mine mine are a little bit less genre based so more like gigs i've done i'll like yeah. save my history and i'll be like oh this was a good night and this yeah. and i'll even like write like this was the type of vibe so i remember yeah and so it, yeah mine's mine's a little messy so don't, no, don't listen sense, too much though. to me, but yeah. I do a similar thing, though. You know, save the old ones and know, oh, that was like, I went into this kind of set and I just right. made it up and it worked so good, you know, so yeah, you exactly. save it for the future and then keep building off that. One thing I so, do uh, when I tag my songs, though, is, and and I have a bunch of friends that kind of copied me when it comes to yeah. it, is that I always choose, you could choose whatever color, but I choose the color pink. And whenever I use the color pink on my tags, uh, it's always uh, an out. Yeah, you're mixing out at the pink. So I know that any pink tag is a good place to mix out. So if like oh, I'm in a club, I'm in a club and someone's talking to you me, mean a pink like a cue point, cue point, cue point. Okay. point. Yeah, exactly. Not the tag on the actual. File. No, no, no. no. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. I just want to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like oh, that's we, a good from idea. you doing that. From you doing that, we we adopted that into our thugly sets. Yeah, just because it's like. Especially when we're like, you know, on like a big stage right. or something or at a festival, it's hard to sometimes, you know, communicate back and forth. So if yeah. I could just look over and see it as computer knowing like, okay, the pink's coming up or whatever, that's my yeah. out to mix over you or, you know, especially mixing over two different setups and stuff. It's, you yeah. know, that, that, that helped a lot. And I, I've adapted right. that into mine now too. Yeah. You know, so. Or sometimes you're in the club and you get distracted or someone's bugging you or grabbing your, you know, your arm and you're like, oh wait, when the song's running out or something and you can you yeah. can look and see oh the the pink cue is coming up this is my right. out, you know yeah. so it's just kind of like a mental thing so yeah i don't know that's kind of like one tip that's i great. could give to people is like use the color on the cues as uh as a way to let you know what's what kind of you yeah know? and like keep using them over and over again familiarize that it's just like becomes like like uh, muscle memory, you just see that color and you know, like, okay, this is my cue to do this, or or use it for, you know, to jump to the end of the song, like if you want to from first chorus to last chorus or something, so you can get out, right? Yeah. You know, with the drum outro or something, or, yeah. You know, just use these like color coordinated mental cues, essentially. You know, yeah, right. Not tags, cues, cues. <laughs> it's my tags first time on. <laughs> it's my first time. <laughs> it's my first time on a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> be popping tags and cues. Um, <laughs> yeah, and cues. got it. Um, no, that makes sense. Those are good tips. I, I got to incorporate that. Actually, that's a good idea. It's just simple stuff to like save yeah. you like one second of time and thought, and just that's it. Allow you to keep with the flow of the music and everything. Um, For sure. I mean, that's DJ one hundred and one organizing, yeah. and you know, just having your whatever system works best for you in a sense you know yeah yeah as and sometimes you know little, you'll get you'll yeah. get those like random drunk cues it's like why is why did i put a cue here oh my God. It's sometimes like, i'm like why is there four cues it's all in the beginning yeah it's just because you were hitting it or you know I you weren't know paying attention happening. that time yeah. yeah and then the next time you load that song you're like i know one on you know an, an empty pad or something yeah. you hit by accident and then the next time you're like wait what? yeah why I did i do that so the color cord <laughs> coordination kind of helps a little bit because yeah. it kind of gu guarantees those uh, those uh, miscues. Right. No, good idea. Shit, I'm going to yeah. go through some of my my highly used tracks and adjust them like that. Yeah. Um, what about, like, staying motivated? Like, does it help that you guys are a duo to sort of keep up on 
constantly like making things and producing things or you know has it been hard over these couple years to stay motivated um and keep producing and practicing and djing yeah it's been a little up and down but yeah it's always good to be in a partnership and i feel like we surround ourselves with positive people and and like the homies we have in in toronto and the dj community here it just we we can have these conversations and and uh and motivate each other and and yeah sometimes all it takes is like you know a new year's stream with scratch bastard and you're like okay i'm motivated for like the next month you know what i mean right or or hanging out with pat and pat's like yo check out this new thing i was working on so it's it's a lot of like yeah i don't know um collabing i guess that kind of motivates you yeah yeah i feel like that's important you know and right. it's easy to like become a hermit and just like work on your own music and not share it with anyone. And, and then it kind of like becomes stale or you just don't feel happy about it. But when you're sharing it with friends and getting their ideas and their tips and kind of, you know, their input might be different than what you think you've been listening to it too long or something. And then they're yeah. like, Oh, this is actually really dope. Or, or they, you know, have a different viewpoint of it. And you're like, Oh, I didn't think about it like that. Or, yeah, maybe this yeah. is kind of dope. Or, yeah, um, I think the main thing is, especially during the pandemic, when it's pretty easy to like be unmotivated, um, is uh, yeah, I guess like I mean, constantly sharing back and forth. I think that's key. But it, I think the main thing is when you do get those bursts of creativity, is to like run with it, like like you got to kind of milk those moments because they're they're fleeting, especially in a time when like you know, you're, you're panicked and you're stressed about other things, you know? So if you do get that, like in my, in my case, if I get a burst of inspiration, uh, I literally just keep working until I'm, I pass out or I'm exhausted or it's like, I really try to milk those moments because they're fleeting and you don't know when it's going to come back. So try to, that's, that helps with me, I think to at least get, stay productive. And, but also, uh, I mean, even when you're not motivated, just, try to take an hour a day or whatever like for the last little bit we've kind of doing like a beat a day type thing like right where we'll just even it could be trash and then the next day you don't even listen to it just make another one and right. then eventually it's just practice you need to kind of like just keep sharpening your sword even if you're like on a down day you're not really feeling it it's like yeah. you might get that might spark an idea later too when you go back and no listen doubt. to them and, and, I, and, totally. and, and it and it's definitely i feel like yeah the the lockdowns and the pandemics definitely like made you realize like that when you're in the hustle and bustle of things and you're traveling, doing gigs in different cities and moving around and just going out for dinners with promoters and doing this and that, you don't have time to kind of sharpen your sword and work on your skills. So I feel like this time has given a lot of like this time has given a lot of people time to, uh, to work on those skills and like figure that stuff out. So, Yeah, and I feel also too like the older we get, the less less DJs and like producers think ah like ah, I don't need to practice. I've been doing this for this many years, but it's like nah. I could tell if if you haven't touched turntables in a long time, you know. It's for just sure. like it could show, you know. So yes. I feel like no matter what age we're at, I feel like everyone needs to kind of like be in practice mode at some point of in the week you know what i mean it's, it's like, tough too when you're not motivated but it's like yeah we were talking about this yesterday it was yesterday yeah. or the day before like 
DJing is not like riding a bike. Like, it's not like, oh, I could pick it up after, you know, six months and be killing it immediately. It's like, uh, you need to kind of keep practicing and, yeah. and keep on top of it. To Keep to on play. top of the music. Yeah. I mean, at least in our case, in my case anyway. Like, For sure. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I need Even to like these ups and downs in the gigs. It's been weird when yeah. you come back to a club and I'm like, I haven't played a club for a month or two months. Yeah. This yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, here, it takes me a little while to even get for into sure. it. Or even sure. I end up having a bad, not a bad night, but like not what I pictured. And then right. the next right. night is good or something, but it's right. been, uh, that, Twitch has kind of helped with that. I, I'm, right. I, I really enjoyed like doing the once a week with headspin just on the strength of like, even just not just keeping up on the actual DJing itself, but like yeah, motivated to go find new music because you're right. like, well, I'm not playing in a club. I don't really need to get anything, but it's like, you know, that, that kind of kept me on my toes of like, yo, what's cool and new that I could play this week. And yeah. Um, right. Yeah. That, that helped a lot in that sense, you know? So Twitch was kind of a good thing to, you know, keep you doing it still, you know? Yeah. yeah. And what do you guys think if you had to describe a dope DJ or, you know, someone that's kind of got it all going on. Like what are some of the things you think makes a dope DJ, like those traits or things that are part of it? I don't know. I, I mean, like I always like look up to dudes that are like versatile and well-roundedness, yeah. well-roundedness, move with the times, you know? Yeah. I that's agree. another, th yeah. Like people that, are, are willing to embrace kind of everything, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, not like, Oh, I only play this kind of shit. It's like, no, you got to have an open mind. Like if, if you're a DJ and you're not open-minded, like you're yeah. kind of, you got to be a music lover. And yeah. if you're a music lover, yeah. you can't, you can't like, um, become stale and like left behind. And I mean, we were talking about scratch bastard being like the ambassador yeah. of DJing, you know, he's a yeah. really good example of someone that's just like, For sure. you know, constantly striving to be Agreed. better and work hard and yep. uh, keep up with the times and, you know, positive attitude. It's like, that's, yeah, I think there's so much more to DJing that is like character, like personality based yeah. even too, you know, what even I mean? like the OGs, like yeah. Jazzy Jeff, Jazzy Jeff and Jeff's a great right. example too. Jeff's a great He's constantly like, especially with the playlist thing. I think like part of it for him is like, you know, like, a bit selfish in a sense because he just wants all these dope people to like like feed yeah. off you know what yeah, i mean yeah, totally. it's not selfish obviously you know but it's like right no yeah, i understand part of it part of it is though. for him to like you know like yeah. oh this is really dope or you know like this kid in australia that no one really knows about sick i want him to be here you know and yeah yeah that's true dope yeah he's a good example of just he he wants to keep learning and keep up you know yeah, yeah. be well-rounded and Keep collecting new music. Yeah. And yeah. Figuring out new technology. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. just well-roundedness, I think that's probably the, the one. I agree. The that's that's yeah. one of the main things. Just keeping your curiosity alive and your yes. love for it. Keeping an open mind. And, for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like I've done, I've done so many versions, like every type of DJing I have done throughout my life my career has definitely helped me, you know, whether it was yeah. DJing for a rap group in the, you know, on stage in the background and doing the backup vocals and like, yeah. you know, that kind of gave me some mic like confidence when I was right. younger, you know that what I mean? Juice. Just screaming ad libs into the, the mic, mic juice. The, the mic yeah. juice. Yeah. And then like doing like radio and then, um, 
doing corporate parties and clubs and uh, EDM festivals and underground raves and DJ competitions and like all sorts of all sorts of different things, you know, and I feel like it's I've learned from all the the different aspects in my career and taking a little bit from everything. You know what I mean? Well said. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, f- I feel like it, it's, it's nice to like, you know, get uncomfortable and try something else and try different aspects of it, you know, go on the radio show. Like I don't like doing podcasts. And so like here, I, here I am. Why not? Let's try this out. I, know I tried to but, look but, you guys up uh, to see if you had done other podcasts and I would only find Pat on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, yeah, immerse yourself in, uh, in different aspects of DJing as well. And like, don't just stick to like one thing, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's all great advice. I think And people listening, you know, know, really it's something to consider and think about as people are just starting their DJ career or going on with it or feel stuck. You know, those are all like good things to take a step back and look at, make sure you're still, part of that or participating in it or have that feeling inside or something. No doubt. Um, yeah. What about like, you know, talking about being uncomfortable, like you said, and, and that leading to good things. Um, did you guys ever feel like you had a moment where you were going to give up and then a breakthrough happened or maybe a rejection hit you guys really hard and it took a minute to get over it, but then you learned something from that. Like, does that For apply sure. to you at all? I feel like it happens all the For time. For sure. I'm trying to think of like a <laughs> yeah. specific incident or something. Yeah. But um Right. Yeah, I mean like you you always like kind of use your your not failures, but you know, your upsets to motivate you to, you know, either you know, do better or start a new path or something. You know. Right. Um I'm sure there's been a few times where, you know, I don't know, a record we submitted to something didn't get picked or something or whatever and we're like oh it's okay like we'll use that beat for something else or you know like all these different little things like might steer you in another direction you know like but yeah it's good to use these kind of like that the the t-pain record oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. that that was a that was a blow we did we you guys met and uh, sent him something no we got asked to submit there was a remix for uh, for t-pain it wasn't even a remix it was basically like a bunch of like throw not throwaway acapellas but some acapellas he wasn't using uh went to a few different producers we got picked to to basically it was going to come out as like a thugly featuring a t-pain so we were super hyped we were like oh this is kind of cool we found out later that there was only like three or four acapellas and multiple people got the same acapella so everyone kind of so it's kind of like a remix even though we were told it's kind of our record featuring him he ended up really liking the one we did for him and was like i don't want to use this on this compilation i kind of want to use it for something else i want to use it for my album or something yeah something so we were hyped we're like oh okay this is great uh and then he was in the middle i think of like Trying to get out of his contract, yeah, with like a Sony label or something. war and something. And yeah, and and it just got kind of like lost in the sauce. Basically, the person that was Damn. like uh, linking everything for us quit the company, and it was someone new, and yeah, it was just kind of a mess. And, and we're sitting on right. this like kind of a banger with T Pain, and that isn't yeah. going to go anywhere. I refuse uh. to listen to it because it's so good. I'm just <laughs> like, ah, oh, as if this isn't out. But that's what about but now? You, you can't do anything with it? It's just sitting I mean, there. we could take Not the beat, really. I guess, but it's, yeah. I mean, it, 
we kind of don't want to hear anyone else on it now. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like it's one of those. We got to hit him on Twitch. He he's on Twitch every day. Yeah, we we, we we tried to hit him like early on. If uh, anyone's got T Pain's content, yeah, if I, if T Pain's maybe T Pain's watching. You know, yeah. hit us back. T Pain, come on, <laughs> let's <Yeah>. do this. <laughs> but no. but that's that's something we run in, run into a lot in yeah. in our career is is uh, like those right. moments where like. Um, frustrating moments frustrating moments where like yeah just the bureaucratic like political label BS gets involved and screws up you know uh, a cool creative piece of music that we made you know what I mean and it happens to everyone it happens to so many artists and um, you just gotta keep it moving really yeah it's like it it happens and it's probably gonna happen more often than not and you learn to deal with it and yeah, just on to the next thing. And I mean, yeah, one one of the big things too is right. that we th- we were thriving on SoundCloud and releasing all these remixes on SoundCloud and then all of a sudden SoundCloud just came down hard with the copyrights and right. immediately we just got three strikes and they shut down our account and we're like, oh, we've... Damn. We've had we have millions and millions of plays on all these songs and Diplo remixes and like official stuff too and all this other stuff and we were just so scared we took everything down and then luckily we had some friends over at Universal Canada that had to get at Universal US to try to. get them to call SoundCloud to squash the beef with us. And we finally got our account back, but, but they left us on two strikes. So they said, if we do anything else, we're screwed. So then we were kind of stuck at that moment because we were just thriving off of the SoundCloud movement that was, you know, uh, just yeah. giving birth to giving birth to so many new producers. Essentially, like started rappers our career on SoundCloud for sure. Right. Yeah. It was it was the SoundCloud yeah. era, you know, for all the rappers, producers, DJs, remixers, and so that kind of like stunted our growth at the moment. And we were like, "What the hell are we gonna do now?" And that was that was that was like a hard uh, like point. Right. And, uh, sure. When we, we we couldn't figure out like how we're gonna get like our music to the masses. Also you know? at the time, Bandcamp wasn't really as prominent as it is now. Right. So yeah. the, that we were, there was this like kind of gray area between like the, the SoundCloud era and, you know, this resurgence of having remixes and stuff like that on, on Bandcamp. Yeah. So, right. uh, and it you was guys have like, your stuff on Bandcamp now, right? When I click yeah, on yeah, your yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so kind of goes basically there. That's kind of where we moved everything. Go get those <laughs> remixes. <laughs> Go grab them. Trust me. They're really good. Bandcamp's been great. And it's so cool to have like a a platform that's like no middleman in a sense. You know, of course, Bandcamp is kind of the middleman, but yeah, but I understand. To be able to get, you know, something off our computer in five minutes, it's in on someone else's, you know, and and that money goes directly to us essentially through PayPal. And it's great. It's, 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 uh, we've been really enjoying it. And I think that was a big, uh, just Bandcamp itself was a big motivator to like keep putting out these remixes. Yeah, those three packs that we did were over the span of a year and a half. And we think back, oh, we're wow. like, this is like essentially the biggest, like the most music we've made in you know that amount of time. You know, right. like thirty something odd remixes and a couple of originals strung within, strung Crazy. throughout them as well. And yeah, and, so it, it's and, it's, been, and it's the motivation, great. the motivation for those th- uh, like three edit packs were all just let's give back to the DJs and just like get back into our 
our friends Serratos again, you know what I mean? So they're yeah, totally. Like, you know what I mean? And it was just, uh, yeah, it was it's kind of therapeutic to release all three. And I mean, the way way it's going now, we might have to come out with a fourth one because we're we're just stacking up another, you know, stack of remixes. We so. told ourselves like, let's maybe take a break you know work on some original music uh yeah. and that's still the plan we're we're still working away on originals but it's just an odd time comes. you'll hear a new song and you're like oh i could flip this. I kn- our brains immediately yeah. just go to like what <laughs> how could we u- do this you know and and curiosity gets the best of us and then we start making remixes again and and like <laughs> you were saying earlier spider i, I feel like uh, us being like djs and turntablists uh, going into production, like we hear those things. It's like, oh, this song is right. missing this, you know. It's yeah. like I would play, I would play the song if it just had a little bit of this. Oh my and god, like, you guys are so good at that. Like that's why when I get your remixes, I'm like, I have not been able to play this song yet, and that this is perfect. Like you guys either made it up tempo or put a different drum right. pattern or I don't know, whatever you did made it, it, it that track so much more fun to play and even the ability to play it in a high energy environment where before right. it was just like chill. Right. Like I think you know, an album cut or something. DJing like yeah. really informs our production, you know, like because yeah. we're DJs first, we're, you know, again, we're hearing something be like, Oh, I wish this song did this. And a lot yeah. of our, you know, ch- like choices for remixes were, you know, more often than not, they're not so, forced, yeah. They're not forced, but it was more often not like finding something open within a song, obviously, that we could work with, like, you know, sections yeah. of no drums or whatever, but also songs that, you know, maybe didn't work that well in the club or just needed that extra umph. And we're like, oh, I think this one will, you know, we could kind of make it into a club banger, even though it's not really meant for that originally, you know? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Repurposing songs, essentially, to work in the club. Yeah. Right. No, you guys are really good at that. And with doing the new, like you'll do a garage kind of beat or, you know, whatever yeah. is like hot at the time you guys For will sure. put in the, put in the work. I feel like to figure out the proper drum patterns and sounds and, you know, the way to flip it and the way to flip it and where it mixes with the song and it doesn't take away from the integrity of the song. Exactly. Yeah. That's important. And, and redoes it in a way. Yeah. And like, it's cool. We're in a cool time where like a lot of different, styles of music are working in the club like we could we're super we're super big into uk garage have been for years same with like the ballet stuff this goes back to like hollerboard days and stuff yep like you know we 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 have influences from so many different styles of music from be more to jersey and and we're like oh we can actually like you know incorporate this into our music again and you know there was a time Again, when we were like, you know, predominantly making like trap music and stuff and stuff for festivals. But we're at a time now where we're like, you know, it, we don't have to just be doing that. We can kind of make a house tune or make a, a you know, um, a drum and bass tune or something. You know? sure. and right. all, all our influences are kind of like able to come out now. So we're, it's exciting. Yeah. We're having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and not overthinking is important too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And we're really good at overthinking. Right. Too. We're oh really my good. god! I think all <laughs> yeah. DJs are not really right? good, I mean, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we are all really good at overthinking, and that is one of the best things is getting good that out bad. of your head, right? Yeah, Just yeah, let yeah it, that's it. Let it go. And people are not going to remember the bad shit for the most part. They're going to remember the no, good shit. No, you know? that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Got to shout out Mike Power and Kenny Beats. Don't overthink shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't overthink it's shit. true. Best name for something. Because, I mean, it's the truth. And that's what stops a lot of us. And that's what stops a lot of DJs. I think DJs get that sort of like, 
whatever it's called, imposter syndrome or whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah. you are actually good at this and you are meant to do this. But for some reason, your brain is telling you you're not because you come from a different world or you think people might think this about you. And really, all of that should just be thrown in the garbage and you can do whatever you want. There's only a small amount of time in 100%. the world. So if you want to produce, go produce or you want to make this kind of song and... And nobody's perfect and nobody's the best right away. And like you said, I've been trying to do that thing too. When this year started, I was like, I want to make one beat a day at least, you know? And the first beat I made, I was like, this is dope. And then the second day I'm like, this is whack. And then, (laughs) you know, it's like, and then now they've been going up and down. But you got to do that. Yeah, exactly. You have to do it. And, and sometimes I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Should I send this to people or, you know, whatever. But don't yeah. overthink it. Just you never know, you know, the more you put the shit out, the more things that are going to happen. And it's like you said, you 100%. put all your stuff out, you're touring the world, you're you're meeting your idols, you're hanging out with people you looked up to and you listen to their records and you saved up to buy yeah. a 12 inch of them. And then they're shouting you out or bringing you to a girl's bachelorette party in Anchorage or, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. We've Maybe had so many of those of random bun experiences. Bee, you know? But yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. all of it will lead to your dreams coming true in a way <laughs> as, as cliche sure. and stupid yeah. as it sounds, you know, it's true though. It's true. You just have to like really, you know, again, the overthinking is what's going to like, you know, curb yeah. all that. You need to it's really you just like you always, yeah, like, you're yeah, the that's one it. that's well, going to well sabotage said, yourself. You're the one that's yeah. going to, you know, put Chances the hurdles like, in front of yourself. You know, we often worry about like, two people that might not like it and vocalize that it's like <laughs> right but then there's like thousands more that fuck with it you know yeah, it's like right. you gotta really get out of your head like like real life don't read the youtube comments kind of thing yeah. you know just like put it out right. there and you know keep it moving yeah yeah it's, yeah it's being true. in a duo being in a duo too is like uh is is cool for that because i overthink right. things way too much and yeah. especially when we're about to release something like when we're about to upload it to like Bandcamp for the main release i'm like pacing back and forth being like i don't know if that snare sounds right man i don't know if that <laughs> snare sounds right and if it wasn't for this guy i don't think there'd be any thugly music because i would have just oh kept God. it all to myself so <laughs> that being said i overthink as well i'm I, sure. i'm constantly right we, we, you we need to have that person that's going to push it forward yeah you know, exactly. just like you're overthinking this. it this yeah. is it even yeah. when we were setting up like we were like trying to figure out lighting and i'm like we're overthinking this yeah, like yeah. let's just, yeah. <laughs> let's just yeah, do no this doubt. you know Right. right. But it's, no, it's, it's good to have someone to bounce off ideas and like for sure yeah, reassure the other person. Reassure you. Yeah. 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 And it's important. I think for all DJs and producers, it's important to have a like a, a circle of friends or music heads or people that you trust. Well, trust their tastes at least. Yeah. Um, and and share it and get a bit of feedback and like you know, um, uh, It'll just yeah. like help you grow quicker than holding on yeah. to it, not having anyone listen to it, you know? And I, I, there's another thing Jeff said at one of his playlist retreats was uh, like, die empty. Like yes. b- before you die, just have release, all your ideas out, have your ideas out, release it into the world. Don't yeah, hold right. on to this stuff. That yeah. thing that you're always talking about, like, wouldn't it be dope if this happened? And then your friends always say yes. And then you never do it. Like, yeah. go do it. hundred percent. Just go <laughs> just do it. Do it. Yeah. 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 I totally forgot true. that, that Jeff quote, but that's like, 
so key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's a book. I think Z Trip uh, posted it. The guy that wrote it, and I think the book might be called Die Empty, actually. But oh, it's cool. and Z Trip. I saw him post about it a long time ago. I wonder if that's what they got it from or whatever. It might but be. It, was, it totally might. It was be. that yeah. I read this whole idea, and it was about yeah, dying empty. It just putting everything out there, not thinking about it, and and don't worry, and that. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, think about even the most famous people ever from a hundred years ago. We probably don't even remember what the hell was going on and they were overthinking yeah. things back then. So it's For like, sure. that's it. That's just it. Live and be happy and enjoy yeah. life as much out. as you can. Yeah. I have, so many, just, I have so many friends in the city that play me like the craziest stuff. Right. Me too. And I'm like, how is this not out? Like, why right. has this been on your hard drive since 2005? Like, <laughs> what, what is going on? Like, yeah. yeah. Why? And they're just like, ah, oh, well, I don't know. It's uh, We're lucky we have a really good circle of friends here, though, that we could, right. like, especially early on in th- with Thugly stuff, like, we would we were constantly sending stuff to like the keys and crates guys and grand theft and 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 vice versa we were always like kind of trading yeah. ideas and uh and and you know getting feedback from our peers and stuff and that that also helped like you know yeah. know that we're on the right track or give us a new idea to try something else or it's good to right. have you know people that you could send your stuff to beforehand and and you know, bounce ideas off for sure. Also, another tip too, when you send your music to people, yeah, don't just send it in a giant big thread or like a non-personable email and just be like, hey, this is my new music. Check it out. Right. It's like, well, that's funny because every time you guys send me either a remix or a pack, you're always like, write me like a personal email or something. And I've never not opened it. You know what I mean? Like I like read the whole thing. I appreciate yeah. it so much. Then I open it. Then I listen through every track. Cause it also just makes me feel like, damn, they took the time to just write my name in an email, even like whatever. No, but like we, I'm going to listen to every song, you know, no matter that, what. And I'm going to really means, listen to it. That means yeah. a lot to us though. Like, yeah, cause we, no we genuinely want to like reach out, reach connect, out and, and yeah. talk and, and keep, you know, the, the relationship yeah. going, you know, like right. everyone that we write, we it takes forever if we put out a song or something. Yeah. We literally write so many of our peers and stuff. And, yeah. and, but and, we, and but it's we, dope because we, we even got feedback from you once and you're like, oh, you know, it would yeah. be dope if you guys added a, a drum intro into that. And then I'm, I remember, try, yeah. I'm trying to mix the song in the club. I'm like, yeah, Spider was right. We should have yeah. added a couple <laughs> drums in front of this. But it's like, it's like things like that that, it is cool because you know we made it personable. You actually took the time to listen and to write us back, and then and then the next time we know it's up or like yeah. we create this connection with you of trading music now. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I feel like more DJs need to do that. Just be a little bit more personable. Call people out That's by true. their names. Ask how they're doing. Maybe like I don't know. Just just not yeah. just throw me in a thread and be like, here's a link to my new song. It's just like especially right. you know guys on the upper echelon of receiving music every day aren't going to, you know, listen to your music. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. We, we and genuinely ca- care about it. You know, like we, yeah, we really, we really like, uh, we want you to, to have this music, but we also like first and foremost want to catch up and say what yeah. up and, and 
you know, more often than not, it's usually been a while since we've, you know, touched base with a lot of these homies. And, and again, yeah, yeah like you giving us the, the drum intro ID on one and, you know, a tracks really good with that. He'll always kind of, you know, give us like uh, constructive criticism on certain things. And it makes us think, you know, like I'm glad we actually took the time to reach out on a personal level and, because it's informing kind of what we're doing also, you know, it's, yeah, it, 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 it's a big help. And, and again, yeah, we genuinely care and want to like catch up with our homies, you know, right. Not just send music out. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's so important. It's just that personal connection. And, and that's the other yeah. thing is that people are like, well, nobody liked my remix or nobody heard it, or I didn't get that much feedback. It's like, well, maybe it was the way you yeah. presented it out to the world, 100%. you know, like For there's sure. a reason why, people have jobs in marketing and different things. They understand how to like get things to people and get reactions rather than because this, this in the same way you're overthinking your music, the other people are not thinking about it. You're like, they're underthinking it. You know, someone's going to like hear your shit for two seconds. Nobody's going to think about your shit as much as you, you know? So you're over analyzing the shit out of it. And then they're going to hear it for two seconds a lot of the time. So on like a shitty laptop speaker or something. Yeah, that's exactly while they're doing something else. Make sure you hook up headphones while you listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Chances are I'm going to hear it on my phone. Sennheiser's only. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> um crazy. All right. Well, yo, before we get out of here, we're speaking of peers and people. Um, I got a couple questions from the internet. Uh people asked some things. Um cool. and speaking of Canadian great DJs and peers, and we got Flip Out, one of the greats. Hey, uh, the big from Vancouver writing in and he says, Is Tom Rex the Don Nas remix one of the first trap? quote unquote trap beats where did the inspiration come from for that remix damn good question flip out it's been i remember getting was, that track anyway. just to say i remember getting that track and just being like this shit sounds so think, dope like playing it in it, vegas and like big ass rooms and it was like i would scratch over it oh so dope yeah um yeah i think it's almost been like 10 years since i dropped that yeah um, over, i think so yeah over that now i think yeah yeah it's come yeah it's coming up to like t- t- 2012 yeah um yeah the inspiration for that was just um i don't know i think at that time i was just making like everything i worked on was like double time and i was like trying to work on like making like house house records and like up-tempo records and i've just found myself always going down to that double time like 75 bpm like trap kind of beat and yeah i think when i heard the nas record i was like oh this is this is a great sample to flip i gotta do this i gotta do this and then uh that sample is like contagious yeah yeah and yeah, that just kind of—I think I made that thing in like an hour or something. Like, of course, and I always and the I best di- ones. <laughs> and I didn't even know the impact it was gonna have. I remember like being uh, at the Red Bull Three Style in uh, Krakow, Poland. Uh, we we performed there, but I ran into Mojax. Uh, and he was saying how he had he used to like wheel it back in the UK all the time, and it was like the biggest record like of the night every night and i was like i was like this is like the coolest thing ever and then like as time went on i saw other djs playing it like craze and 
and and different dudes that I looked up to, and I was like, I, mean, wow. I remember A Rap music did like a drum routine. Too. Yeah, A Rap music like, flipped wow, it, kind of dope. Yeah, yeah and like nuts. that was also in the intro of a, a Bronze Fifty Six K skate video. See, it's that, all it's all going through yeah. three full circle. Yeah. Yeah. There we go, yeah. Yeah. beginning yeah. to now. That's that's yeah. nuts. But that yeah. record resonated with a lot of people, I remember. But it was also, again, like kind of pre-trap and that kind of yeah. sound. And it was, a, it was a different record to make sound trap because that I think the BPM of that was like 94 or something. Yeah, it was. It wasn't yeah. like a, a 70 yeah. or a 65 or something, you know? Like totally. It, you had to really But it worked it. so well. Yeah. 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 We, we would get asked to play that in our sets a lot, too. Yeah. Like it's still to this day, you know? It, it, it kind of held the test of time, that one. For sure. So. Yeah, I, I remember the first 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 time we performed in New York. I think we started yeah. our set with it, and I was like, yeah, we "Oh, did. we have perfect. to play this." Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. perfect for this. That's yeah. the best place to play it. <laughs> yeah, it worked well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you, Flippa, for for the question, taking yeah. me down memory lane of when I made that. Yeah. Um, we got one more, Anthony, who's the digital marketing. Uh, guru expert of beat source and helps with this podcast he's who i'll be sending this to right after he at he loves you guys big fan and uh he asked what is their favorite trap track of all time is that even possible to answer it's tough. <laughs> oh man like like in the rap kind of world or like EDM? No, probably trap I think he's like, saying like how you like, guys were saying right. the like Flostradamus and the way you were doing it and like that kind of thing. He was saying that you guys mm. really got him in. You were one of the people that got him into that. Okay. I don't know. I'd, 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 I'd maybe say Original Dawn. Yeah, Floss. maybe. Because it was like the right. first that's one that was OG. like. I feel like I, that's I, like the. I was like maybe like yeah. even like Harlem Shake or something. I've been playing oh, yeah. Harlem Shake again. <laughs> I kind of been bringing back, back. in club sets. Yeah. Well, it's nice. not back. It's just like I'm thinking about like the people that are in the club now. They're young, you know. Like we our legal right. drinking age here is 19. So there's like 19, 20 year olds in the club. When that song was popping off, they were like little kids watching Vine videos right. of it or whatever. When it like yeah. So I mean that song really popped off. Like it's nostalgic for yeah. Us. So does it I, get a I, good response that you play it? Huge. Now huge like that was the I, first I, like viral video of a dance where everybody yes. would do a dance yeah. and i remember like uh, i'm in Bauer a locker was, room yeah and bauer was on like uh like the cover of billboard and like that record yeah. like it kind of started That's, viral every like culture right. in a sense you yeah. know and but it but the yeah challenge, been, the challenges it started the cha the all the challenges and stuff you're right yeah so many but i've been, so I've been sneaking in these like old trap records in into sets lately and they've been going off and i was like oh man like uh, wow. you know, i'm just start bringing these back but a harlem shakes one that i brought back that's just getting massive reaction yeah and, good one i can't um, believe we didn't talk about yeah. that the whole time yeah amazing so maybe oh. those two yeah what uh um, thanks for the question right, well well, before we get out of here, uh, you guys got any, um, well, tell us anything like coming up. If you got stuff you're working on, how people can find you on social media. And then after that, I like to just open it up to if you guys got any advice for DJs out there or last words, anything you want to leave people with. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're trying to take 2022 to like work on like a proper release so like an ep nice. whether that's an ep or an album or something i think like down the line you're gonna get something along those lines from us but i don't know expect more remixes and stuff we have a remix coming out next week uh a kanye to the moon remix we did that we're really hyped Yo. on nice. um 
yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, just expect more of kind of what we and do. And that'll be you know? on your band camp, right? That'll be on the band camp. Yeah. So that's, uh, like th- is it Thugly Music Bandcamp or Thugly? I don't remember. Just search us Thugly. Yeah. Th- thugly. If, you search, if you search Thugly, you know what's yeah. weird in my phone? Thugly. If I type, if I type Thugly in my text messages, it auto corrects it to like a different font in iMessage. Ah, really? Crazy. Why? Uh, oh. I was like, did you guys like hack the system? I sent it to <laughs> does Anthony. It, does it do it in our font? Like the yeah. Uh, really? That's cool. That's so, it was cool. so weird. Like, why would that happen? <laughs> I, I was no like, idea, but that's kind of cool. Yeah, look, I just put it in my phone. I don't know if you can even see it. Let's see if it'll it's zoom on the bottom. Though. It's trying to autocorrect to the exact font the way you guys do it. I'll, wow. I don't know. I'll take a picture and show you. But that's cool. Yeah, that's that's cool. So weird, right? And I thought I was like, did they do that? <laughs> um, crazy. Yes, it's we custom. did. I mean, we did. Yeah, that, but that was all us. And you like Steve with Jobs Apple very closely. Yo, put this in Tim Apple. Yeah. Um, Tim, Tim Apple. Apple. <laughs> Tim Apple, he's done a great thing. So good. But thugly in the autocorrect. <laughs> Tim Apple. Thanks, Tim. Um, so, yeah, any any last, uh, last words for the DJs or producers out there or kind of whatever you want to leave them with, even if it's just peace out. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Stay positive, original. Stay positive. Uh, don't. I, I mean, we talked about this before. Don't overthink shit. Uh, yes. The die empty thing is a great one to leave people on. Just like, yeah, get your ideas out and um, fuck what people think, really. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. if you're happy with it, then all the power to you, you know. Yeah, And, and DJ-wise, I guess, like, I don't know. Uh, don't get too discouraged. Keep practicing. Yeah. You know, try to surround yourself with a good group of people, collab, yeah. Yeah. collab, ex- exchange ideas. Collab. Yeah. 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 Those are all the keys to success. Yo, you a genius. Um, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> dropping keys. Yo, yeah. that's right. Thanks, Jay. Um, all right. Amazing. Well, yo, Thugly on the 20 podcast finally made this happen. Word. So glad we, we did this and uh, hopefully Toronto opens up soon and yes, oh, yeah, yes. open us up. See you guys in person. It's been a long time. I For didn't sure, get to go yeah. to Toronto Film Festival the past two years. That's right. That's, That's when I usually right. see yeah. you. Yeah. That's we when need, I we're, we're, see you guys. Somewhere. We're due for a trip to LA too. It's been a minute. So yeah. I, we were talking about that recently. I think we're going to head out there soon and Dope. just get sun and see the homies and work on music. Yes. And shit, so. yeah. 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 A couple months. I think things will be chilled out. It'll be nicer weather and not so covid in the air. Yeah. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> and apparently we got to, we got to check out your uh, designer mushrooms you guys got over there. <laughs> I can, I'm sure I can uh, point you in the direction. And, uh, maybe we of can have a crazy night. Yeah. <laughs> we can do a really weird stream that guy's all together. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I got you. I got you. Yeah. We got to meet the three-legged dog. That's what we got to do. It's a cat. It's a cat. It's a cat. uh, My bad. (laughs) There is a three-legged dog that walks by my house like every day, though. It's hilarious. I see this lady with the dog. I don't think so. No. Just the only connection is the amount of legs. But but she's always walking this dog. It looks like it's the happiest dog. And, like, I live on a hill. Like, you have to walk really, like, there's parts of it that are steep. And I'm like seeing this dog just living its best life. Like, hey, yeah, I'm man. walking around. I got 
three legs. Like he doesn't give a fuck. So no, yeah. Get inspired by the three legged dog. Okay, dogs are the That's best. Three legged dog, three legged cat. Three legged dog can be happy. We can all be happy. Okay, no yes, exactly. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That's what Thanks so much all. for having a spider. We appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys. All right. We will see you soon. Peace. Yes. Peace. Peace. All right. What an episode. We were all over the place. I mean, that was amazing. I had so much fun. Thank you to Thug Lee. Thank you to Pat Drastic. Thank you to Tom Rex for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, can't wait to link up with you guys in person. And thank you guys, the Beat Sorcerers, for, for checking the show out. You know we're available on all platforms. You want to watch on YouTube. You want to listen. Apple, Spotify, all of it. Uh, and the 20 Podcast is produced by Beat Source. Join us for next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.